Y'all just welcome back to We Hate Sports Podcast. I'm PC, the moderator for this week, aka the editor, aka the co-host, aka everything WHS, you know, represents. And this week, fellas, this week, jam-packed show. Now, a whole lot to talk about. Unfortunately, we have to hear more of Tolu, though, which is the worst part. Um, TK, my fellow co-host, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, it's a good day, ladies and gentlemen. Officially official. I saw Russell Wilson in a Broncos jersey, and I just don't know how you make a Monday that much better. Great. Yeah, and, and, and I do want to apologize to the listeners that you're going to hear a lot more totally today, more than you probably ever have and ever will. Tragic. Well, join us on the podcast this week. We do have Toluwani Akatunde. Guys, don't listen to them. I carry them every day. I carry them forever. I've always carried them. The show started because of me, so that's why they're hating. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just happy that PC's moderating because I don't want to hear Hermie ever again. She Apparently somebody slashed her tires. Whoever that is, I applaud you. I love you, man. Keep doing it. It was the hash slinging slasher. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. You love to see how Tully was still lying after all these episodes. Uh, also joining us, we have our G-man, Gianni. Welcome back, Keith. Um, it's a great, it was a great weekend. The Heat went up 3-1. Should have swept uh, the Hawks, but a pretty good weekend. You could thank Scott Foster for that. Trey, currently watching Celtics Nets go on as we speak. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say that Kyrie has 10 points, 2 of 7 from shooting. He's playing terrible right now. KD is carrying, and he's not even doing enough. The Celtics are on the verge of getting their eighth postseason sweep. The only two teams that have more are the Lakers and the Spurs. This is a great Monday. We are lovely. And finally, the brainchild behind most of the outline this week for the podcast, Sean. It's good to be here. We are officially less than 72 hours out until Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau or Sauce Gardner are New York football giants. And I'm ecstatic about it. Well, you saw Sean reiterate that points this week, boys and girls. Listeners of the We Eight Sports Podcast, we have a jam-packed week. We will be discussing the current status of Ben Simmons and how Ben Simmons has may have potentially ruined a lot of uh, relationships already in Brooklyn. We also will be discussing the, the Suns and the Pelicans and how that series is currently going. Without Devin Booker, how can Phoenix survive past the first round? And also, the best team in the Eastern Conference – who can that team possibly be? As well as our NFL mock draft coming to you, the second ever installment of the We Hate Sports first round NFL mock draft will be coming to you later on. We have a very special episode of Up the Top Rope for you as well. Stickball Central with Gianni. We can't wait to give you all. And of course, we have hot takes as well. So strap in. Let's just jump right into it. We have a jam-packed week, as I said, guys. Starting with... Uh, Let's start with our first question. So this question is going to go to TK and Tolu. Uh, they are, you know, Tolu is uh, my replacement for this week for obvious reasons. It's about Ben Simmons and how the NBA world intended to see 
Ben Simmons finally debuted in his first game as a Brooklyn Net. However, it isn't the case. That isn't the case. Um, he was actually ruled out for Game 4, which is currently going on right now at the time of this recording. He's out with a back injury, with back soreness. This news caught everyone by surprise, including his own teammates and people within the organization. With that all being said, how should his teammates feel about him sitting out? TK, you go first. If I'm, let's let's look at it from a hater, or not a hater, I guess. I guess he's not a hater. But let's look at it from the eyes of a guy like PC. Um, if you look at it from that point of view, Ben Simmons looks terrible. I mean, as somebody who's looking at it from PC's point of view, should look at it, I guess. Um, AKA a 76ers fan. But... I mean, it looks bad, bro. Um, we 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 really like like PC said. We intended for Ben Simmons to make his debut tonight. Um, unfortunately, we're not going to see that happen. Um, Nets are down 0-3. I mean, even if Ben Simmons played, who knows he how rusty he would have been, how good he would have been. So maybe I mean maybe we're looking at a situation where the Nets will still get swept because I think they're done tonight. <clears throat> even if Ben Simmons touches the floor, I think they still get swept. So from my point of view, I personally don't think. That I think his teammates should be disappointed. I don't think they should be upset though. Back back soreness and back injuries are a real thing, bro. Um, you guys know how serious back injury are. It's 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 pretty freaking serious. Probably the worst injury you can get as a basketball player. <clears throat> it affects your jumping. It affects your dribbling. It affects everything. The way you run everything. So if he actually has back soreness and a back problem, then I don't know why we should have a problem with this. Because we all know how serious back injuries are. So let's look at it from that point, from that way first. Let's say that he actually does have back soreness and he actually is hurt and he actually can't play. Can't, we, I mean, we can't say anything about that. We can gossip and we can do this and point fingers and say yada, 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 but we really can't say anything. Back injuries are very, very serious. Um, like I said, I don't think his teammates should be mad. They should definitely be disappointed. But if they want to be mad at somebody, they want to be mad at Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Your two top stars did not show up last game. Uh, I think they both had under 20 points, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Kevin Durant has absolutely just stunk up the entire series. I don't even recognize who the hell Kevin Durant is anymore. I, and I'll tell you one thing. I just said this has nothing to do with the topic, but for everybody listening, those Kevin Durant and LeBron James conversations, they're dead. I never, ever, ever want to hear them again. It is dead. It is done. LeBron James is so much better than Kevin Durant. We're just not going to ever have that conversation anymore. If I hear, if I even hear somebody compare Kevin Durant to LeBron James, I'm going to snap because that's how bad that Kevin Durant looks right now. LeBron James will never. So I just wanted to point that out. But like I said, um, I think we need to look at it from look look in the future for what Ben Simmons is going to bring to this next team. And I think Ben Simmons is going to bring 100% Ben Simmons at the start of the season. Um, I think that right now the fans and everybody in the organization and the players are upset right now, but. Like I said in the sports group chat earlier today, guys, <clears throat> if Ben Simmons comes back 100% and the Nets play the way that we expect them to play with a big, with a big three of, big, of Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, add some role players if you can in the offseason, do whatever you got to do, and fire, fire. Steve Nash needs to be fired. Get a real coach. I don't care about Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant saying you can't, you don't need a coach for basketball. They're idiots when they said that, and it's showing right now that you need a coach in the playoffs. I mean, it's, we're seeing it right now. So get a head coach, fire Steve Nash. And like I said, Ben Simmons at 100%. I truly believe next season, the fans, the organization, the players, 
everybody watching, because I expect the Nets to be one of the top teams in the East next year with the Ben Simmons 100%. And like I said, we won't even be having this conversation anymore. We'll completely forget that they got swept the year before, especially if they if they make a playoff run next season. I mean, we'll forget about all of that. And then next season, we can actually, and PC, I'm talking to you, okay? PC, look at me, please. I love you, bro, but I need to say this to you. Next season, you cannot judge who won the trade this season. Ben Simmons has not touched the floor. So you cannot say that the Sixers won the trade for a guy who has not touched the floor. Next season, though, PC, next season, I got something for you. Next season, we will 100% know who won the trade. Lots to unfold in that statement. Toldo, you have a rebuttal? Yeah, and I would 100% be upset with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons has quit on his teammates. That's what he's done. In fact, why he shouldn't even be thinking about coming game four. <clears throat> he should have been came game two when they were down 2-0, not when they're down 3-0. Ben Simmons has quit on LSU when he was in college. He quit on the Sixers. Passing up a wide open layup with Trey Young on him, he quit on them, and now he hasn't even stepped on the floor yet, and he's already quit on the Brooklyn Nets. You see, I don't understand what, what what's wrong with his back. What, what's wrong with his back? Can someone tell me what's wrong with his back? What what did he do to his back? He hasn't played in even... over a year. He has not played in over a year. What the hell's wrong with your back? What what what'd you do? Did you did you were you out in the club and once some girl was grinding on you too hard? Is that what? Is that what happened? What is that what's wrong with your back? Like what? You haven't played in over a year. A year. What is wrong with your back, bro? You had all that time to train, train, and get yourself right. And you didn't. So what's wrong with your back now? Like, like I don't understand. What's the back soreness in that? That doesn't make any sense to me. But <clears throat> Ben Simmons, it, he he quit on his team yet again, and he hasn't even stepped on the floor yet. And now I I feel PC's pain now. As much as that pains me to say, I feel PC's pain. I felt it now because as much as I can't stand Fatty Harden in Philly, he's a way better fit for the Sixers. Than Ben Simmons and Daryl Morey 100% won that trade because Ben Simmons already has bad relationships with the people in Brooklyn and he hasn't even stepped foot on the court. Hasn't stepped foot on the court yet. We're more worried about what outfit Ben Simmons is wearing on, on, on the sidelines than him playing. We're more worried about that. We're supposed to be worried about Ben Simmons playing, playing, helping his team. Like, He's he's a quit. He's a bitch to me. Like if I was his teammate, I'd dead smack him across the face. Mucker, play, play. What's wrong with your back? You've had a whole year. You didn't play for a whole year. What's wrong with your back, bro? What's wrong with your back? Like if I was his teammates, I, anything he says to me is not valid. I roll my eyes at him because it, it's just he makes me sick. And now I feel like PC right now. I feel like PC. Now I know the pain that PC's Sixers went through last year with this man. This man is a quitter. A quitter. He's a quitter, bro. He's a quitter. 
Well, Lou, I'm very glad that we finally can agree on something. <laughs> Look, let's put some things into perspective. The Philadelphia 76ers, last year in the playoffs, were the number one seed with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid as their top two guys. In the playoffs last season, in the second round, the Eastern Conference semifinals against the Atlanta Hawks, the team that they were supposed to beat, the team that everyone expected them to beat, lost in 7-2. In that series, Ben Simmons had a worse free throw shooting percentage than Shaquille O'Neal. That is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable for a point guard with the caliber of Ben Simmons to shoot that bad from the free throw line, especially when he can't make up for it in more ways on offense. Defense can only get you but so far. And when Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers and the team finally called him out for it after four years of waiting for this man to step up and take the next step into becoming a top-tier player in this league, the Sixers were painted as the bad guys. Everyone said, oh, how could Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid do this? How could they call out Ben Simmons for his performance? And now this year, with the next season on the line, down 0-3, you need some sort of boost to help this team, to help your teammates, to help teammates that you had in Philly last year, and Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. And you're on the bench with the highlighter-ass bit, watching your team get destroyed by Trey's Boston Celtics. The competitive Will and Ben Simmons, they ain't there no more. I don't know when he lost it. I don't know if he even ever had it. But what I do know is that Ben Simmons, regardless of his back injury, should be playing in game four right now. He should. There have been players that have played with far more significant injuries. Michael Jordan with his infamous flu game. Kobe Bryant shot two free throws on a torn Achilles. The guy that the Sixers traded for from Ben Simmons, James Harden, played last year in the playoffs with a grade two hamstring injury. There should be no reason why a guy gets to sit for over a year, over a year of grieving, over a year of losing more than $10 million and not play to help his team pick up the victory. Like Stephen A. Smith said, it's one of the most pathetic situations that I've ever seen in my entire life. All I can say is, I'm glad I finally saw the light for Ben Simmons. And I'll keep it at that, man. Let's, question. Uh, let's switch now to the Western Conference and this series between the Pelicans and the Suns, because... The Pelicans, they're making some noise now with the Devin Booker-less Suns. They managed to defeat the Phoenix Suns at home 118-103 Sunday nights. They've now tied the series 2-2. Will the Pelicans upset Phoenix in round one? DK? I, 
I really, I, I don't know, man. I can honestly say, PC, PC, I don't know, bro. But I will say this. Chris Paul, what is going on with you, bro? What is going on with you, bro? You have people who view you as a top three point guard, top top three to top five point guard all the time. 36 years, 36 years old, and you're still doing the things you're doing, bro. Still one of the top 10 point guards in the league at 36 years old, bro. But why is it that every time you get to the playoffs, something happens, bro? So it's not the injuries this time. You just flat out suck. You, you, you're, you, you look your age now, bro. You flat out are stinking it up without Devin Booker. And the way we talk about CP, CP is the guy that makes everybody better. Right? Right? Right, everybody? CP is the guy that makes everybody better. We compare this man's IQ to LeBron James. You're down 2-2 to the Pelicans, bro. The Pelicans. This should be a 4-0 sweep. 4-1 at worst, bro. And now we're sitting here on a podcast. People are sitting here on ESPN. People are sitting here on Fox Sports asking, are the Suns going to get eliminated, bro? CP3, man, I'm telling you right now, bro, if you do not get out of the first round, because there is a chance, to answer the question, there is a chance that the Pelicans can do it. I will say I don't think they'll do I don't think the Pelicans get out of this, I get out of this first round, but it's damn sure possible, bro. It is 100% possible, without a doubt. And if they were to make it out, I would not be shocked, because that's how good the Pelicans look. Brandon Ingram? Is he a top 10 player, bro? Because I think he might be. I think Brandon Ingram is not getting talked about enough, bro. Brandon Ingram does not get talked about enough. Nope, no PC. I understand. That's why I said, is he? Maybe. Maybe top 15. Maybe top 15. Maybe. Maybe top 15. But he's up there, bro. Give Brandon Ingram his respect, bro. CJ McCollum. A lot of people wrote this dude off when he left uh, Portland Trailblazers. A lot of people wrote this man off. CJ McCollum. Looks like a superstar right now, bro. And I didn't say a all-star. I didn't say a star. He looks like a superstar right now in this moment. This man is playing the best basketball I have ever seen CJ McCollum play of his entire career, bro. Fresh starts, man. It really does something to you. But PC, like I said, man, it can very well happen, bro. It really can happen. Um, I don't think it happens. I still think – now I just think this series goes seven instead of going four, five, or six. I just think it goes seven now. But, man, if CP3 does not make it out of – if CP3 loses in the first round with this team where it's set up to right now to where we should 100% get a rematch, or at least – I won't say 100%, but we should at least get the Suns out of the West at least. I don't think that's too much to ask. <clears throat> CP3 can't make it out of the first round, man. Those, those GOAT conversations are done. He can't get it done. If he doesn't get the championship this year, I honestly don't think CP3 will ever will ever get a championship. I think this is legit his last shot at getting a championship. And if you get eliminated in the first round to the Pelicans, bro, no Zion. Like, no Zion. Like, I haven't even mentioned that. Zion, who's supposed to be the franchise player, has not played all year. And the Pelicans are still tied 2-2, bro. That's insane. Lily Green coaching them boys right up down New Orleans. Uh, Chris Paul in game four. Only finish with four points. Not a good look for CP3. Totally what do you think? There's no reason. 
a 60 win, 60 plus win Suns team should be tied 2-2 against an eight-seeded Pelicans team. There's 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 no excuses for that. And Chris Paul, <clears throat> four points, four points. That's Russell Westbrook numbers. Literally, that's Russell Westbrook numbers. You're letting Ron Jones and Jose Alvarado get in your head, bro. As great as you are, Ron Jones, Jose Alvarado is getting in your head, bro. Really? Jose Alvarado wasn't even the NBA a few months ago. You're letting that dude get in your head. You're letting that dude scream in your face. You're letting that dude clap right in your face. You're letting Ron Jones clap you up, Chris Paul. You're a top 10 point guard ever. And you're letting Jones, a bunch of nobodies get in your head. Like, that's just a bad look for Chris Paul, man. And I love me some Chris Paul, but... I believe the Suns will will somehow win, but it's going to be tough, man, because Brandon Ingram, I knew how great he was. Brandon Ingram, I've always said, I said, I knew how great B.I. was going to be. I knew. And now he's he's definitely, he's 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 taking a step this year. He's definitely taking a step this year. C.J. McCollum, like T.K. said, he's playing the best basketball probably of his career ever since with that trade. And uh, the Pelicans. was holding him back. Huh? Dane was holding him back. Just wanted to stop, get that out there. Stop, 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 the McCollum stop, effect. Stop, stop. <laughs> uh, Pelicans, uh, Trey Jones, uh, Trey, uh, Trey Murphy, Trey Murphy. They got some good. They got some good players down there, man. And when Zion comes back, they're going to be a force to reckon with. When Zion gets healthy, if he gets healthy, I don't know, but. I think the Suns will still win this series, but it's going to be very, very tough. Chris Paul, you gotta, you gotta step your game up, bro. Because <clears throat> what I'm seeing over there in Golden State, bro, <laughs> as much as I hate the Warriors, man, Chris Paul, this is your chance. This is going to probably going to be your last chance of winning a championship. Because <laughs> what I'm seeing over there at Golden State, bro, it's it's crazy. So. I think the Suns will still win, but it's going to be tough. It's going seven games. Chris Paul, Phoenix Suns, got a whole lot of soul searching to do without their best player, Devin Booker. Um, but let's get into the third and final question here. Um, the Eastern Conference. Now that the first round is about to come to an end, um, most of the series they may wrap up within this week. Who do you guys view as the best team in the Eastern Conference, and why is it the Boston Celtics, TK? Well, you're 100% right. It's the Boston Celtics, for me at least. Um, besides the obvious, which is the defense. I mean, they have us sitting here right now having a – we just had a 20-minute conversation earlier, and the Celtics caused this. Trey, your Celtics done this. To where, literally, we're sitting here discussing why isn't Ben Simmons playing? Why are the Nets down 0-3? This man has this man, Kevin Durant, where because of the Celtics defense, we're not asking, is Kevin Durant really would Kevin Durant have these championships? If, would Kevin Durant have a championship if he never went to the Warriors? Like, because like I I'm just seeing Kevin Durant get guarded the way I've never seen him get guarded. I I'm having I'm I'm watching Kevin Durant get stopped the way I've never seen Kevin Durant get stopped. Like what I'm seeing from the Celtics, I've never seen ever against another against a top three to five player bro like a like bro it's it's insane it's insane um 
Yeah, man, it's the Celtics, like I said. Right now, right now, I wanted to say the Heat, but I mean, how can you not say the Celtics when I mean they're up 3 0, bro? About to sweep. I mean, it has to be the Celtics. Hey, Solar. 100% agree with TK. Uh, I'm a Lakers fan. I don't like the Celtics, but the Celtics are easily the best team in, in, in the NBA right now. Like, it, the, their defense, man, like, every single player in that starting lineup can switch on everybody. You got the defense player of the year, Marcus Smart. You got Jason Tatum, long athletic wing, 6'9", long wingspan. You got Jalen Brown. Who is basically just like Tatum, who but probably better on defense. And then you got the interior defense with Robert Williams, Daniel Dice, and Al Horford, who somehow only plays good when he's with the Celtics. I don't know why, but and, and Tolu, Robert Williams hasn't even played, bro. That's the crazy part. That no, man has not game. even I think he played last game. But wait, did not... he really? Yeah, I, I believe he did. Did he play last game? Wait, Trey, yeah, he played last game? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They're done. Yeah. He played done. this this game, last game. No, the last game. I think he played the last yeah, game. They're done. Yeah. They're done. And you didn't even mention Marcus Smart, bro, defensive player. Yeah. Of the year. Like. And if Marcus Smart didn't win it, Robert Williams probably would have won it too because wasn't he like top three in defensive player of the year too? Yeah. So like they got two defensive player of the year candidates on the same team, but. Like, it's easily the Boston Celtics, bro. Let's move on. It's the Celtics. I mean, a lot of people had Brooklyn and Boston going to seven in that series. And instead, now we're talking about how Ben Simmons didn't play in game four of a possible sweep. And considering the score of that game right now, um, it's going that way, um, which is crazy. Very crazy. Very much a shock. But now, boys, I think it's time that we switch now to what everyone is very much excited for. Um, the second ever installment of the We Hate Sports NFL First Round Mock Draft. Guys, get ready. Very, very, very hype, you know. And we do this draft. Through, um, um, we obviously uh, have our picks set up, of course. Um, and... There's going to be, there might be a couple of trades. There might be a couple of surprise picks. Um, I don't know who everyone has picking, but we all have designated teams that we were uh, chosen to uh, pick for. And yeah, I'm very excited. Let's jump, let's jump right into it. For those who don't know how the NFL draft works through the first round, um, I mean, it's self-explanatory. It's a draft. There are teams that get to pick one player. Um, if there is a possible trade that is called up, um, we get to go through that trade, and the team that calls up gets that pick. Um, Iron that. There isn't really much else to go about. Um, we're going to PC, start. Just making sure on one thing you said. You said one player per team, right? Meaning you can't draft the same player multiple times, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was just making sure. I was just making sure. Now, Sean, it's funny you try to throw that in there because last year, everybody made their own mock draft before we started. It wasn't on the fly. So yes, like, it was. No, it wasn't. Shut up. Bro. It absolutely it was. It really we can was. go back to the it episode. Wasn't on the it, absolutely it wasn't on the fly. Everybody already had theirs already made up. Okay, okay, okay. My gosh. 
Well, CK, you're muted for one. Um, I'll I'll get you in the sense. Yep, there there you go. I said all that. All that matters is I said all that matters is these niggas need to shut up because I have the first pick and that's really all that matters. So let's get started. You know what? You're right. Um, Officially on the clock today, you have first team and the first team, but the first overall pick in the 2022 draft. So um, the team is on the clock. So PC. With the first pick in the NFL draft, my Jacksonville Jaguars decided to keep it short and simple. He decided to take the best offensive lineman in the draft out of North Carolina State. He, is it Ikem Equanu? I honestly, I know the last name's Equanu. The first so name is Ikem. Ikem. So Ikem. His nickname is Icky. His nickname is okay. Icky. There you go. Icky Equanu uh, from North Carolina State. Um, I understand. I read some reports. Uh, I'm pretty sure you guys have read the same reports. There's been a couple of reports that the Jacksonville Jaguars are interested in numerous guys or multiple guys. Um, I think it's just a smoke screen. I think they're just desperate to try to get somebody to take that first round, to take that number one pick, which nobody's biting on. Um, I just I just basically chose him because I think protecting Trevor Lawrence uh, is just really just the most important thing. So, yeah, I decided to go with the offensive lineman out of North Carolina State. Far cry from what I think a lot of people had with the first overall pick, which might have been an Aiden Hutchinson or even an Evan Neal. But CK decided to go somewhere completely yeah. different. Yeah, so. and, and PC, as, uh, as far as that, like I said, I just think protecting Trevor Lawrence is a lot more important than adding an edge rusher. Um, and, and also, the edge rushing class is extremely deep this season, so they'll be able to grab somebody later on. Um, it just won't be the best edge rusher in the class is all. All right, sweet. Um, let's now go to the next person. I believe that is Tolu. With your first pick is for the Detroit Lions, who have the second overall pick. So, if you already have your pick ready, let me know so I can play this out. I got my pick ready. With the second pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. Detroit football line select Malik Willis, quarterback, Liberty. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> Put right. my it's boy what? Malik in. I mean, I, you're going to explain. You're going to explain. Yes. It, right? Jared, explain Goff, Jared Goff is not that guy. He's not the guy for Detroit. My man Malik Willis will shine in Detroit. Because he is that player. He's the best quarterback in this draft. And Detroit will love Malik Willis. Love him. Just put weapons around Malik. And he's going to shine in Detroit. I promise you. Every NFL analyst ever collectively loses their mind. Malik Willis has been drafted second, second, second overall in too high, man. That's wild. I mean, you're basically the Detroit saying, Lions. You're telling me the Lions don't need a quarterback? You th- you think no one's saying that they don't need a no, quarterback? No, no, yeah, Malik totally. Willis we isn't agree. even yeah. projected to he's, go like first round. I don't think. Nah, Malik Willis is. Nah, he's going first round. No, he's going first round. But to pick him at number two, Tolu, you're basically saying 
you're the guy for the future, no matter what. There's yeah. no quarterback. There's no drafting a quarterback next year now. No, nope. quarterback nope. class is a lot better. Malik Willis wow. is that guy. He's that guy. He's that guy. I don't think this is impossible. Right I would not entirely rule out this happening. I wouldn't bet on it, but I do think it's possible. Well, I, can say, I, be, I can honestly Let's say I would be shocked. I would be shocked. I mean, that's absolutely insane. Like I said, you only get these sort of mock drafts here on WHS, boys and girls. Um, so I actually have the third overall pick with my first pick. Um, is for the Houston Texans. We all know how um, controversial this team has been over the last two seasons. But you know what? I think I got the perfect pick for him. <laughs> With the third overall pick in 2022 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select Evan Neal, offensive lineman. Look, it doesn't matter who the franchise quarterback going forward is going to be for the Houston Texans. It could be Davis Mills. It could be a quarterback from this draft. It could be a quarterback from next year's draft. You want to solidify your offensive line. We learn, and everyone learned, the valuable lesson of solidifying your offensive line last season in the Super Bowl with the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow, how he was absolutely abused in that Super Bowl by Aaron Donald and the Rams. So... You go and get Evan Neal, solidify that other side of the offensive line. You line him up next to Laramie Tunzel, who's going to be on the other side. And like I said, whoever your franchise QB is, just know they're in good hands with their O-line. Evan Screw Neal. You, goes to- Screw you, <laughs> Hey, that's hey, offensive that's a good pick, line. Though. But how have we a- not had an edge rusher yet? This is the draft of the edge rushers, and we haven't had a single edge rusher. Yeah, hey, man. This- well, well, I, felt it, like, I felt Lions would have been the one to take the edge rusher, but Tolu gave them Malik Willis, so. Yeah. I like I like uh, DC's pick, though. Absolutely flabbergasted. Uh, fourth uh, team up on the clock here. Trey, you were uh, tasked with picking for the New York football Jets. Jesus, in your opinion, says that he hates the Jets. Jesus hates the Jets. But you're picking for him, so. Who do you have? If you have to pick, let me know. Oh, I got the pick. And, you know, PC, I'm so glad you put me right before Sean. So glad. Sean, I want you here front and center for this, bud. Front and center. I know what you're going to do, and I'm fine with it, because the other guy somehow fell here. I don't care. This is my (laughs) time to shine. Ladies and gentlemen. Of the We Hate Sports family. This is Trey the Goat, aka the Pioneer. I am speaking on behalf of the New York Jets. Yes, Jesus hates them, but I am an unbiased candidate. So, without further ado, the fourth pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Kayvon Thibodeau, edge rusher out of Oregon. Oh, yes, sir. Yes. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Explain yourself, Trey. Hey, man. Like I said, unbiased pick. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau, he's been called the best edge rusher in the in the draft, even though despite he's, you know, slipped off or whatever, he's supposed to be number one pick, according to a lot of analysts. But 
I mean, I think he's better than Aiden Hutchinson. I don't really feel so good about defensive players coming from Michigan, first and foremost. That's just not that's just not something I like. But from what I've seen, he's fast, he's strong, he can play some edge, he can get to the quarterback, he can do it all. He can stuff the run just like I stuffed the turkey. No pun intended. But that's my pick. <laughs> I mean all right. we all Sean, Sean, he, he he has the next pick for football giants. I he's got to be devastated. Oh, I'm right ready. Now. I'm mm-hmm. ready, PC. Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't. Mm-hmm. We don't. Mm-hmm. We don't mm-hmm. Tears. I mean, tears. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So in 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 the draft already this year, um, and now Kevon Thibodeau is going to New York, not for the Giants, but for the New York Jets. Um. Gets the team over Quinn Williams, so there's that. All right, Sean. Um, you said that you had the next pick and that your pick is in, correct? Yep, it's in. It got sprinted to the podium. With the fifth pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the New York football giants select. Aiden Hutchinson, I knew edge rusher pick. out of Michigan. This is a run-to-the-podium type pick. I can't believe he, he's fallen here. Unfortunately, he won't fall here in the real draft. He is the number one or number two overall pick. But the fact that he made it to, all the way to five, this is a steal. He was the best defensive player in college football last year. He was a Heisman candidate. He's a dominant power rusher. And you, you can have no choice but to be excited if you are a New York Giants fan and he falls to five. Bro, Sean would literally, like, bro, he could commit so much incest if that were to happen, bro. Like, it would oh, no, I would commit zero incest. <laughs> yeah, like, he would be so Sean happy. would come in his pants. He really would, um, bro. He'd be so happy, bro. I want to watch. Uh, oh, um, I mean, wait, shot this I know you heard that, right, PC? Y'all heard no, that. No one heard I, that. No, we you are a disgrace and a disgusting and, person. I tend to ignore, you know, half the because, <laughs> you know, it's better for the mental. Um, let's now uh, go to Gianni's first pick uh, with the sixth overall pick. You have the Carolina Panthers, she. Okay. Um, my pick is already in. With the sixth pick of the 2022 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select offensive tackle Charles Cross from Mississippi mm. State. So they right. stay away from little hands? They stay away from little hands. Interesting. Right. Yeah, I, I think I, this is the best choice, I think, right now for them because they need um, protection. Um, I think they're going to wait till next season to get the quarterback. So they can build, you know, that offensive line and then insert the quarterback. Because I don't think Sam Darnold, we can all agree Sam Darnold is not the option there. So I think that they're going to draft him and they're going to go from there. So you now, think, yeah. I think it is very likely we see this exact pick happen in the real draft. Same, mm-hmm. same. Yeah. Um, Coming out with Sam Darnold for one more year. Then you get to your franchise QB next season. Um and he already got offensive line solidifying that. Like I said, offensive line, they tend to win you championships. Um, so, yeah, solid pick, G. Solid pick. 
Okay. Now, we are going to go back to New York Giants and picking for them this time around, it's going to be Sean again. Um, so, Sean, take it away. This is your second pick. Oh, you already know the pick is in. With the seventh pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the New York Football Giants select Ahmad Sauce Gardner. Gardner! I knew he was going to pick Sauce. Like, come you on. No, I wasn't ahead, expecting John. to walk out of this without an offensive lineman. It is the Giants' biggest need. But when these two guys, Aiden Hutchinson and Sauce Gardner, fall to your picks at number five and seven, you can't afford to pass up on them. It would be amazing picks. You have a lockdown CB1 and a star edge rusher that can even play inside, outside, can do everything you need. Just an influx of talent onto this defense. Does it help the offense? Not so much, but some people would say the best offense is a good defense, and that's what we're hoping for here. Who says that? You I say that, Tolu. You- <laughs> <laughs> the backbone of their defense before. Lawrence Taylor, Michael Strahan, just a few names that, that pop out. You Aiden? know, Aiden Hutchinson, Lawrence Taylor, very t- two very similar people. Oh, okay. uh, that is so disrespectful. It was a joke so because they look nothing alike. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, no, no. Uh, we're in that, no you were not joking. We're not you that only that started time. joking when you got packed go up. Next, let's go to the next team. Let's go to the eighth overall pick, the Atlanta Falcons, and I this falls to Tolu. Tolu, this is your second team that you're picking for. You have your pick in. Let me give me a second. Give me like two minutes. Gotta think for this one. I gotta think for this one. Chill. I mean, I, I, hey, you, you already surprised all of us with the Malik Willis pick at number two. So yeah, true, I, true. I don't think time. it gets more surprising than that. Yeah. So that's just killing us. Maybe he has a few calls that he's you know tending to right now. Falcons. Yeah, if anyone wants to call, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got my pick. My pick is in. My pick is in. <laughs> With the eighth pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select F. Ohio State, <laughs> Gary Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio State. Hmm. Okay, first good wide pick, receiver. Good pick. Good pick. Explain, explain. This is the first wide receiver taken off the board. Yeah, the Falcons, they need a lot. Like, <laughs> they besides... Uh, what's his name? That star tight end. Uh, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Besides Kyle Pitts, Matt Ryan. Wait, who's the quarterback for that team right now? Marcus Mariota. Uh, yeah, Marcus Mariota. Oh, Marcus Mariota. <laughs> yeah, we need to get Marcus Mariota some weapons. And Garrett Wilson is, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in this draft right now. He reminds me so much of. What's his name from the charge? I can't remember right now. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. He reminds me so much of Keenan Allen. So I think him, Perry Marcus Mariota, and Kyle Pitts will make a decent offense in Atlanta. All right. I mean, fair enough. Calvin Ridley uh, suspended for. Oh, I forgot about him. Of course. Um, so he comes in. He automatically takes the role of uh, you know Calvin Ridley. So yeah. All right, Garrett Wilson, eighth overall. Oh, 
Uh, let's go now to the ninth overall pick, Seattle Seahawks, um, which is a pick that they acquired from TK Stem for Broncos. That pick fell to me. And I would like to make a trade. Oh, really? Yes. The New Orleans Saints give you a call. Oh. They will give you the 19th pick this year. Well, actually, I don't give a damn. I'm not part of New Orleans. And I'll give you a first pick next year. Wow. Um, the Saints don't have their first round pick next year. They gave it to oh. Philly. Okay, so I'll give Ooh. you first round this year, second round this year, and a fourth next year. Ooh. I mean, that's asking for a lot. That that is a lot. I'm current. I'm currently in a rebuild mode now too. Do you have any current exactly. player that you want to give me? Um, do you want a defensive player or offensive player? I think I should go offensive player. So take any player you want that's not named Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Ah, uh, see, well, damn, you almost have me. You almost have me. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, what are you thinking? Yeah. gonna happen, bro? Yeah. That's me hanging up the phone. But um, <laughs> that's what, my pick is in. My pick is in. With the ninth overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Seattle Seahawks select Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback from LSU. You son of a gun. I mean, this dude personally is a favorite of mine has been a favorite of mine uh for a while now and him falling all the way down to number nine to seattle for them to secure Derek singley i mean that's your future on defense now we all know about the infamous lob stable um the defense that won them super bowl and now we are far past that era we are trying to start a whole new era in Seattle, no more Russell Wilson, no more Richard Sherman. No, those guys are even there. I don't even think Pete Carroll is going to be there in another year or two. So we are in full rebuild mode, rebuild mode now. You go and get a franchise corner piece in Derek Stingley Jr. Um, and as far as that pick uh, or that proposed trade from the Saints, uh, yeah, it would be for all fits a player, a uh, guy that they could possibly plug in. I was hoping that you offer up Alvin Kamara, who I think we all forgot uh, got arrested over this summer. Um, you know, <laughs> with a couple of issues. Um, you do know the Seahawks need a quarterback, right? But, you know, that's all you, man. Not, not in this draft, not in the top 10. We are not the one. So, PC, I actually was mm. going to trade up, we were trying to trade up with you because I assumed you would take a quarterback. But since you didn't, no, no feelings got hurt. But now let's go uh, to the 10th overall pick with the New York Jets. That pick also belongs to Trey. Uh, so, Trey. Yeah, how many picks do the Jets got? What the hell? Uh, this yeah, is <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, once again, I am back in the top 10. Did you miss me? Of course you did. Because there was some real below average pick Sean but we're not gonna get into that so I, with hey, the 10th trade, setup, Sean, trade. Well, I like to trade I'd I like to make a trade with you for the 11th pick for the 10th pick he's already up at the podium I, wait no wait he didn't but he didn't announce it yet he didn't announce it yet 
11, um, you want my you wait who's the 11th I, pick what team is that the commanders <laughs> I, i'll give you i'll give you the 11th pick this year a second this year and a fourth next year no because this is the jets now bro what? with the 10th pick what's up with y'all bro it's a one pick it's a one pick whatever man go ahead go ahead with the 10th pick in the 20 in the two which but damn in the 2020 that's i messing with my speech man the new york jets select trevor Penning, offensive tackle northern iowa uh just our second offensive lineman taken i believe um some protection for zach wilson he desperately needs protection i was gonna go with secondary but the Jets secondary actually isn't that bad. They're just young. But, I mean, they could use a safety, but they can get that later on. So I went with offense. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, the Jets, much need protection for Seth Wilson. All right. CK, uh, you, you have the next pick. It is the Washington Commanders who got Carson Wentz over the offseason. Um, and they still have a fairly talented core. Uh, Terry McLaurin who is searching for a new contract, um, but he's still on the team. Have a solid running back for as well. Um, you also have a very talented defense. Let's see where you go here. TK, don't do what I think you're going to do. All right, I'm ready, man. You better not. All right, so I was torn between two picks here, okay? With the 11th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Washington Commanders select wide receiver Jake London out of USC. What? Um, like I said, um, for whatever reason, Riviera, is, it, it legit seems like he believes in Carson Wentz and that Carson Wentz can maybe be somewhat of what he was 2014. Um just watch some of the watch some of the watch some of the things that he he's very Riviera was very high on Carson Wentz. So because of that reason, at least for this season, I do believe that they will bring in. Um, you have to bring in another weapon for Carson Wentz um, to pair next to Terry McLaurin. Uh, I just think that Drake London he has great height, uh, six foot four. Uh, he has good silent hands, and like I said, he'd be a great uh, he'd be a great pairing with Terry McLaurin. Um, you basically you you really just want to do everything. The NFC East is always wide open, so you really want to do everything to help um, a guy like Carson Wentz succeed. And, um, yeah, man, so because of that reason, like I said, pairing him next to uh, Terry McLaurin, I'm kind of glad PC talked about the defense already. I was kind of leaving towards a def- I was kind of leaning towards a defensive player. Um, I'll say who later, but Sean probably knows exactly who it was because he kept telling me don't do it. But, um yeah, man, like I said, it, it, NFC East is wide open. You, I mean, I just feel like you have to do whatever you can to help Carson Wentz. Um, so why not take one of the best wide receivers in the class and pair him next to Terry McLaurin um, and some of the other weapons that they have there on offense? Uh, Antonio Gibson. I really like that dude at running back also. So, yeah. Hmm. Can I just say, we're at the 12th pick. The odds favorite for the number one overall pick, Trayvon Walker, to the Jacksonville Jaguars, has not been selected yet. The odds favorite for number one has Shut not gone in the Sean. top 11. Shut up. I'm just throwing that out there. Shut up, Sean. Shut up. Hey, Sean, Sean. 
PC, Sean. This man had the Lions drafting Malik Willis at two. This draft is all up for grabs. There is no no holds barred. It's already it's already going to chaos, it's bro. Exactly. Shut shut up, shut up. Let's keep going, please. Uh, let's go. Let's go now to the twelfth uh, overall pick, Gianni. You were tasked for picking for the Minnesota Vikings. Here's an interesting team. Kirk um, Cousins, he signed for one more year. They, of course, got a talented core. Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, when healthy, top three running back, arguably. Um, let's see where you go with him. I'm interested to see. Okay, uh, I think my pick is in. Or Gianni, before you pick, Gianni, I would like to it. offer a trade. Um, what's the trade? It's nothing crazy. I'm the Chargers at the 17th pick. I'm just asking to move up five spots, for, and I will give you a third-round pick. Yeah, right. No. That is good no. value. Decline that. Decline uh, that. Nah. No. Okay. Hey, what? Gianni, I got one better for you. I'm the next pick right after you. I will give you the 13th pick, literally the pick right after, and I'll add in a, I'll add in a second and a third. Or actually, I'll add a second. So you get a, a the pick right after and a second. No. Okay. Uh, okay. I like that idea. All right. Yeah. So, PC, go ahead. And I, I've run up to the podium immediately at the Texans. I, I've run up. All right. So, the Houston Texans and the Minnesota Vikings, uh, they end up trading, swapping picks. Uh, Houston Texans, you are now officially on the clock with the 12th overall pick. I'm ready, PC. I'm uh, ready. My pick is in. Oh. The Houston Texans, well, with the 13th pick, well, with the 12th pick now in the 2022 NFL draft, the Houston Texans select safety Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. Son of was That's who I was contemplating on giving to the commander. You know, yeah, Houston, I'd rather him be in Houston than Washington, so I'll take it. Like, <laughs> look, man, Houston, Houston, I just feel like whatever players, you know, whatever best player available that the Houston decides to go with, it's really – not wrong because they have so many uh, problems across the defense, problems across the offense, problems across the organization as a whole. But that's not really the conversation right now. Um, why not get the best? I mean, Sean, can, Sean, you you know a little more about Kyle Hamilton. Can you describe how good this kid is? Like, yeah, for how me, how generational he is. For me, he's the best player in the draft. A lot of people have had some concerns about his speed. Some people think he's only a box safety. He can't play free safety. I disagree with all of that. Watch him play. He moves like crazy. He moves like he's six foot, 190. This man is 6'3", I want to say 220. And he moves like half the size. He can run. He can hit. He can cover. He can... It, honestly, if you put him at edge rusher, he could get you a few sacks. He could do literally everything you need from him. He's the most versatile player in the draft and the most talented player in the draft. Whoever gets him, which seems like it might not be in the top 10, is getting an amazing player and amazing value. Absolutely. I'm pretty high on Kyle Hamilton. I'd say that's a pretty solid. That's player. who I wanted my Los Angeles Chargers to trade up for. Him and Derwin would have been nasty. And I knew I uh, doing it. That's why. That's why I have to make the trade, bro. I just. I, yeah, I this is this is ass, bro. Uh, I wanted him. Kyle Hamilton. God damn it. Kyle Hamilton is now going to Houston, to Minnesota. Yeah, he's gonna suffer. Minnesota, um, you are now officially on the clock with 13 overall pick. Uh, that is team. So, turn it down. Let's see who you guys get now. Um, my pick is in already. 
With the 13th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Trent um, McDuffie um, from Washington. Are you serious? Damn it. From Washington. Tolu, now you want Trent McDuffie when I gave him to you. You were crying. Bro, I was going to draft him to my rankings, bro. God damn it. But when I mocked him to you, you were crying. (laughs) Nah, I didn't want to listen to you, Sean. Sean, um, why are you always trying to take credit for something? Just let exactly. it be, man. You are such an I think that the Vikings hoarder. need a corner. Absolutely. Yeah, Patrick Pearson. Absolutely. <sighs> that screwed up. Everything. Oh, my gosh. Hey, uh. So far. Um, he's like 50 years old at this point. So, um, Trent McDuffie going to the Vikings. The 13th overall pick. Um, now let's go to Tolu's Ravens for 14th overall. You guys are officially on the clock. Go ahead. Tolu. Third pick, Tolu. Tolu, since you said, you know, something got messed up, your plans didn't go your way, I will give you the 17th pick and a third rounder. You can move back just only three spots, and you can have more time to make up a plan. Hmm. I wouldn't do it. Sounds entirely too convenient. What was it? A second rounder and a third rounder? No, seven. The seventeenth pick and the third rounder. No. To move back three spots. No, I don't want a third rounder. And I will. And I promise you, I am not picking a player that plays a position that you need. Uh, yeah, I don't trust Sean. Okay, I will. I will do the second rounder, Tolu. Oh, yo. Oh, oh, second rounder. Hmm. Wait, second rounder next year. The Chargers don't have their second next pick. year. Yeah, no. The yeah. Chargers don't have their second round pick this year. John, he doesn't want to oh deal my with you. He does not yeah, want to no, deal no, with you. No, 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 no. A lot of here, kid. Give me, give me two minutes. Give me two minutes. Chargers very aggressive. They want. You can have two minutes by trading back. They want to trade back with you. Though. This is what smart teams do when they don't have like a clear cut pick. They move back and you they know what? more picks. You know what? Yeah, Sean. He told you you need yeah. one of these. I accept it. I accept it. I accept okay, the third round oh, or the second next year? Uh, yeah, I need some time to think because they just screwed up everything. The Chargers see someone that they really, really want. Oh, yeah. Um. So now with the- Oh, wait. Oh, I know. I know who he's going to pick, bro. <laughs> you have your pick ready. I do. Okay. Of course he does. PC, first of all, I would like to say I'm very sorry, but I saw who was next on the board, and I knew who you were planning to pick. So at the 14th overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Los Angeles Chargers select wide receiver Jamison Williams out of Alabama. Wow. Wow. I thought you were going with Jordan Davis. I mean, I consider him. I consider him. But I knew I had to get – if I wanted this guy, I knew I had to get ahead of PC. And I think he's the perfect fit for the Chargers wide receiver room. They have their route runner in Keenan Williams, or Keenan Allen. They have their big body in Mike Williams. The one thing they're missing is elite speed, and that's exactly what Jameson Williams brings. He can be a deep threat. He is a perfect fit for Justin Herbert. And this offense just became 10 times more electric than it was before. I will. He was on my list. He was on my list, Sean. But, you know what? Still a couple players that. I'm perfectly content with being with the 15th overall pick. I'm glad, because 15th overall pick for my Philadelphia Eagles is actually up next. 
you know what? I'm still running to the podium because a lot of fans, including myself, are going to be perfectly okay with this pitch. With the 15th overall pick in 2022 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Jordan Davis, defensive lineman from Georgia. Look, it's a Georgia defensive player. This is one of the most historic, statistically historic, and all-time historic great defenses in college football history. Any player you get from this championship-winning defense is going to be a star in the NFL. Has the potential to be anyway. Jordan Davis is, you know, not an exception. Um, Fletcher Cox, he's been the franchise Steve Lyman for the last decade now. Now the torch will be passed with Jordan Davis. I thought about going with wide receiver, but we still have our 18th overall pick. You know, I'll leave that up for Gianni to decide, um, you know, because there's still plenty of talented wide receivers on the board for Philly to pick. Um, but if I'm thinking most realistic, um, Howie Roseman, Hey, he loves his D-lineman, so Jordan Davis, not entirely out of the question. And you know what? Not entirely bad pick either. Um, as a matter of fact, I'd say it's a very solid pick for my birds to go with Jordan Davis, uh, 15th overall. <laughs> Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Tolu, you were doing so good, and then you just passed it. Bro, he just can't resist bringing that he up. Can't. He cannot. He can't. Antoine Bolden. Antoine Bolden. <laughs> Yo, my gosh. Let's you go know what? Overall pick. Shush. Let's go now to the 16th overall pick. It's the New Orleans Saints who traded with the Philadelphia Eagles in the first round, swapped a couple of picks. That, uh, it's actually Trey. Uh, so it's your third team that you're picking for. So... Go right ahead if you have your pick ready. Uh, PC, I stay ready so I don't have to get ready. Let's get this. Ladies and gentlemen, with the 16th pick in the 2022 draft, the New Orleans Saints select Chris Olave. Wide receiver. Mm. Yes, State. sir. Yes, sir. That's a good pick. That's a good That's pick. A great pick. Oh, a they great desperately pick. need a wide receiver after seeing Michael Thomas be injured for like the last year and a half. Their wide receiver one was Trey Quan Smith and this guy named Callaway. They have absolute bums on offense. Their offense is so terrible right now. And despite it being so bad, you know, James, James Winston. 14 touchdowns and only three interceptions before he got injured. So if he gets his number one guy back, Michael Thomas, and they can land Chris Olave, the offense would do some damage. They still got Alvin Kamara. They still got a good, decent O-line. The future is bright. Chris Olave, he's actually pretty fast, too. He was faster than I thought he would be. Man's ran a 4-2-6. Blazing. Blazing. That's um, not under. He ran. He ran a four three nine. He ran a four Shut up. six. He ran unofficial. a four six. It was unofficial, but it's official now, Sean. Shut up, broad. You always hating. I'm not even hating. I just don't want the audience to be misinformed. Well, I do like the. I do still like the Chris Olave. This is a. This is a. This oh is a regular God. occurrence with you, Sean. It's a reoccurring thing. Such a hater. Now, now, ladies, let's uh, let's move on now, because. Um, Chris Olave comes from an electric, always electric Ohio State offense. So 
um, he'll definitely bring some much-needed wide receiver depth for New Orleans for Jameis Winston to throw to this upcoming season. Um, all right. Uh, let's now go to the 17th overall pick. It's the L.A. Chargers. Or, excuse me, it's Baltimore Ravens who trade yeah, it down. Yeah, I trade it back. <clears throat> yeah, I trade down. That is Tolu's team, Tolu's pick. Uh, so, let's see who they go with. Uh, all right. Hold up, Tolu. I know you had time to think, right? But I'm yeah. proposing a trade. Oh my I gosh. will trade you one four for four for this next pick. <laughs> what? <laughs> I will trade you one four for four from Wendy's for this next pick. No. <laughs> I throw in a donut. Oh my Everybody gosh. Likes Can I get green. to my pick, please? All right, go. Okay. With the 17th pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the Baltimore Ravens, the best team in the AFC North. With the best quarterback in the AFC North, Lamar Jackson. Select Andrew Booth Jr., quarterback, Clemson. <laughs> yes, okay. Andrew Booth. The quarterback hole here uh, with yes. Williams. Because our next cornerback is Brandon Stevens. Now, I love Brandon Stevens, but he's not ready to be a third cornerback, okay? We got Marcus Peters coming back from injury. We got Mark and Marlon Humphrey coming back from injury. We just signed Marcus Williams, and Andrew Booth Jr. is talented. He had a one-handed interception. He caught that He caught that ace like a wide receiver. He can cover. He can hit. He had a great year at Clemson. The only issue is he's injury-prone, but who is an injury prone on the Baltimore Ravens right now? So I'm taking that risk because he's talented. And we're going to lock up everybody in the AFC North, including the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, if there's one team that could probably get away with going with a uh, you know, quarterback that may not have been taken in the first round, it's, it's the Ravens who have a deep quarterback core. So Andrew Booth. Andrew Booth, correct? Um, yeah, Andrew Booth, Jr. Jr. Uh, he's now a Baltimore Alright, uh, now let's go to the 18th overall pick. It's spelled up the Eagles again. Um, they already picked up the guy, Jordan Davis. Uh, and this pick is going to Gianni. Who do you have us picking, G? Um, the pick is in, alright. With the 18th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Traylon Burks, wide receiver from Arkansas. Love it. Great job, G. Love it. Love the pick. Tell them about Traylon Burks, Sean. Tell them how great Traylon Burks is. Traylon Burks, my wide receiver one. You hate to see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver from Arkansas. I think he fits Jalen Hurts' game a little bit better than he fits than Jamison Williams fits. Jaylen I Burks. definitely would agree with that because – Traylon Burks, he's not the guy you're going to throw it deep to. Jalen Hurts, we would all agree that's not his best attribute, throwing it deep. But Traylon Burks, you can give it to him on short route, and he's a yard after the catch king. He can take a five-yard dump off the distance. I 1,000% agree. I think he's got to fit in right away, actually, with the other side. Still got Quest Watkins as that deep threat guy, but he can, you know, him, Traylon Burks now. He's still have Kenny Gamewell. Coming out of the backfield along with Miles Sanders. I like how this offense is shaping. So, 
Excellent pick, Keith. Jalen Burks is going to Philly to play for the Eagles. All right. Let's now go to the 19th overall pick, the New Orleans Saints. And that pick belonged to TK. So, TK, this is your fourth team you're picking for. Ready? You seem to you look searching. Ready? Not. Yeah, I'm ready. All right, so with the 19th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the New Orleans Saints select Kenny Pickett, quarterback. Yes. And so, um, that's a terrible. I'm just simulating Saints fans. I'm simulating Saints fans. So I see what that means. Two gloves. Baby hands. Okay, I'm done. TK, go ahead. Are y'all done? Thank you. So I originally had Malik Willis here, but Tolu decided to be Tolu and took him at number two for whatever reason. So Malik Willis was off the board, unfortunately. Um, so I had to cross that name out. Um, and I guess I, I guess if you take Malik Willis off the board, I mean, I guess the next best quarterback is Kenny Pickett. He seems to be the name that we've heard all season throughout uh, uh, the, the NCAA season. Um Heard a lot, heard his name a lot during the draft, uh, during the combine process and all those, and during the pro day and senior bowl and everything. So, um, and really the only bad thing I seem to really have heard about him is how small his hands are. Um, as far as with the New Orleans Saints, I just don't think that they believe, I just don't think that they believe that, uh, Jameis Winston is, is the, is, is the long-term answer. Um, I think he more so just fills a void right now for the short term. Um, you can bring a guy like Kenny Pickett in, have him sit under a year or two uh, under Jameis Winston and kind of learn the game a little bit uh, if you feel like he can't come out and, and uh, start. Um, so, yeah, just I, I mean, I just think the Saints are in a very good situation to where they're, they're able to t- uh, take a quarterback with one of those two picks. And I believe that Chris Olave was uh, picked um, by Trey uh, three spots ahead of uh, ahead of me. So, yeah, you had yeah, you had Chris Olave and then you had a guy like Kenny Pickett who I think could be a very good quarterback in the NFL, like I said, if he sits a year, though. Um, which I think which would be which would be the situation he would be in if he got drafted by the Saints. So yeah, so I think the Saints used one of their two picks on a wide receiver, who I probably would have chose Chris Olave as well. And then I think they used the second pick on a quarterback for the future. TK, real quick. What's up? Kenny Pickett, White Teddy Bridgewater, Baby Hands, Kenny Two Gloves. He wears two gloves. You know that he wears two gloves. You yeah, know, I know that. Uh-huh. Like that. I I, mean, I really don't care because he's not my quarterback. I don't care. Like you, you, you like that. Uh, no, no. And I will say this. Also, he. Also, I will say he's he's a lot more. He's way more athletic than Teddy Bridgewater is. Way more. Athletic. Broncos really. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. This is so crazy, man. He, he didn't was ruin anything. Okay. Anyway, PC, please move on. For the trolls. Let's not move on. Uh, wait, TK, I just want to say it's funny that you said that. My comfort, Kenny Pickett, is literally more athletic Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> I, That's exactly what I have written down. White yeah, Teddy that's what Bridgewater. I would describe him. White Teddy. Just more athletic. Let's uh, move on now uh, to 20th overall pick. This is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and I don't know how this uh, how it managed to be, but Tolu. Tolu, this is a <laughs> mind you. Let me remind you, you are the Pittsburgh Steelers. Imagine yourself as a exec for the Steelers. Yuck! Picking for the Steelers. 
and not the Ravens picking for the Steelers. So if you have your pick ready, go ahead. Yeah, I got to I got to because I didn't expect to get the Steelers. I have to got to think for a little bit. My goodness. Part loss to the Chiefs um, in the playoffs this past season after you know battling back to sneak into that wild card round matchup between Kansas City. Uh, Mike Tomlin still never had a losing season as I played at the series. With the 20th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the <coughs> Pittsburgh Steelers select George Pickens, wide receiver, Georgia. Yeah. All right, this, this, is a good, this is a good, interesting pick. The more I, juju, I love George Pickens. I love his energy. I love his attitude. He can. He's literally one of the most talented receivers in this draft. The only reason why he people say he's going to fall is because of his attitude. He's gotten in a lot of fights when he was in college, but he just has AFC North energy. And if you put him with the Steelers with Deontay Johnson after they just lost the TikToker Juju Smith's poopster, and you put him with with Deontay Johnson, with that Steelers offense, with Mitchell Trubisky, I think he will flourish. He just gives me AFC North energy, bro. And I would love to see him twice a year, like, with that Steelers rivalry. I would love to see that. Love to see that. I'd love to see him match up against Marlon Humphrey because that will be a battle. That will be a battle. I would love that. He, it, maybe Mike Tomlin can help out with uh, those uh, attitude issues. Um on and off the field with uh, Pickens. Uh, he'll have a good mentor, a good coach. Um, so now let's go to the 21st overall pick. It's the New England Patriots. It's Trey, your fourth team that you're picking for. Um, you're saying the AFCs. You have your pick ready. Yeah. Like I tell you, stay ready so I don't got to get ready. You bum, imbecile, you fraud, idiot. Ladies and gentlemen, it is with my great honor to announce that with the 21st pick in the 2022 draft, the New England Patriots select Kingsley Anogbari, edge out of South Carolina. And before you know you guys out here scratch heads or whatever, let me just enlighten you real quick, okay? Kingsley Anogbari was the top, he was like rated top five edge rushers in the SEC in history of what's called from PFF. He was third on the list right after Miles Garrett and someone else. I can't remember the name, but he's great. His run defense is not so good, but I mean, in the, in today's league, the run, stopping the run is not really that important. It's pass-oriented pretty much. He's a great pass rusher, of course. 91.3 grade in his whole college career. He's going to be a star. And with the Patriots losing um, some defensive players, they lost Kyle Van Noy. Uh, they're trying to get younger at linebacker. This is the perfect time to do it. Kingsley and Nogbari, he fills a void. So that's what I go with. What? You what? Heard me. You heard me. Boys, we had our first reach of the mock draft. Do you know how Not far I had to scroll to find this man on the draft network? 
Bro, you Sean. realize Jermaine Sean. Johnson? Do you, wait, do, you realize, thing, wait, wait, do you do you realize Jermaine Johnson was still out there, bro? Do you realize Jermaine, Jermaine Johnson, Johnson was on the board? I Trayvon Walker was on the board. Out there, but George Karlaftis like, is on the board. Shut up, Sean. Shut up, Sean. I like Kingsley, okay? I oh, like okay. Kingsley. But Trey, I just want to make sure you understand. You just took a guy that's probably going to go in the third round at best. Second over the guy at, who's he's probably going to be second at worst. Second at over worst. the guy who's probably going to be the number Sean, one overall Sean, pick. I bet you, Sean, shut up. I bet you a dollar he goes no later than second round. I bet you a dollar. Oh, I'll take that bet. I will take that bet. I bet you a dollar. Okay. You have yeah. to owe me a wow. dollar, you bum. Wow. And my Kingsley hey. Anagari no. over no, 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 under no, no, second no, no, no. round. Trust me. Trust me. Kingsley Anagari is going to be a star. You're just sleeping on him, okay? Just you know, I him. like Kingsley Anagari. Shut up. As a good third round, third, fourth PFF round pick. His whole college career. PFF is not everything, and you damn well hey, know man, that. Hey, man. 91.3. You know who else is on that list? Miles Garrett. The best oh defensive player in the league. And I can't remember who else was on there, but Miles Garrett was there for sure. We could debate this later, but uh, we do have to move on with uh, the, the draft here. Uh, almost through. Almost through. Uh, let's now go to the 22nd overall pick. That's the team that I got. It's the Green Bay Packers. We all know how season ended for the Green Bay Packers. I'm sure you know a lot of people will remind uh, everyone how their season ended. Um, don't say anything, Trey. I'm not through yet. <laughs> okay. I'm- let's, I, already have, I already have my pick ready because I think we all know who they need to draft. But the 22nd overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Johan Dotson, wide receiver from Penn State. You need a wide receiver. Okay. It's Jahan Dotson. Jahan. Jahan. Jahan Dotson. Uh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers needs wide receivers to throw to. Sammy Watkins, Adam Lazard, yeah, that ain't coming for me. Um, and Dotson, hey, he was excellent at Penn State. Um, never really had a great quarterback throwing him the ball. Um, and now he has one of the all-time greats in Aaron Rodgers, at least for the next two years. Um, so, I mean, he'll, he'll have a lot to learn from. I think he can plug him in right away in that uh, LaFour offense. And, um, you know, maybe that'll, that'll open up the you know room for, for guys like Sammy Watkins if he can stay healthy. Um, you know, and Alan Lazard. We saw Robert Tunyon, of course. Um, Aaron Jones as well, along with A.J. Dillon. This is still an offense that can produce points on you. Um, so adding Dotson to that team, it only makes it a lot better. Uh, so Jahan Dotson. Good going. pick. Good pick. As yeah, everyone a man listening to this seen... podcast right now, I just want you to go to YouTube real quick. Look up Jahan Dotson, Odell Catch. This man had an insane catch versus Ohio State. He did. It was he unbelievable. Did at the whiteout game. At the whiteout game. As a man who goes to Penn State and has seen him play, he is special. Somebody special. this size, who's like 5'10", 5'11", should not yes. be able to make the catches yes. that he does. He, he is special, man. And whatever team gets him, y'all got a star. He, he's, a, he's a star. I've seen him play live multiple times. He's good. In this mock draft, he's going 22nd overall to the Green Bay Packers. All right, let's now go to the 23rd overall team here, uh, overall pick, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, We're ready. The pick is in. This team, uh, 
with Sean. You already have to pick him. With the 23rd pick, 23rd pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Trayvon Walker, edge rusher out of Georgia. 23rd pick. This guy is going number one overall on Thursday. How did he make it to 23? I don't know if you guys just kept forgetting about him. Somebody took Kingsley and Bari over him. I don't know what's going on. I'm not even the biggest Trayvon Walker fan. But the fact that he made it to all the way to 23, I would not take him at number one. I think the Jaguars are reaching to take him at number one. But it's probably going to happen. But at 23, this is a steal. The Arizona Cardinals lost Chandler Jones in free agency this offseason. And they just perfectly replaced him. He has the the size, the speed, the athleticism. We have not seen a guy built like Trayvon Walker. Maybe ever. Somebody with his size, his strength. His athleticism, his speed, like if you go to mock draftable, which is basically like it gives you like a spider chart of how pretty much how athletic and how big they are. It's a circle. His spider chart is a circle. That's how insanely athletic he is. He still has a lot of room to develop (laughs) as a pro, as a pass rusher. He needs better pass rush moves. But the athleticism is off the charts. You know what's real crazy, Sean? I had to cut you off here. You really, you felt the need to emphasize he made it to 23rd. Yeah, because he's not making it to 23rd. Shut up. That, really, shut that, up. Really, that really would be crazy, bro. No, but that shut would up, because you did have, like, three picks before 23rd, right? So why didn't you pick him if he's so great? Fraud, okay, I got idiot, Aiden idiot, Hutchinson, dumbass, stupid, Sauce Gardner, James fool, Jester. The only pick of debatable was the Chargers, but I wanted to get them a wide receiver. Shut up. Well, Trayvon Walker, he falls all the way down to the Cardinals. A real nice treat for Cliff Kingsbury and that team, who I think desperately needs it. Um, you know, it has been exactly the greatest offseason for that team. All right. Going on from Arizona to Dallas now for the Dallas Cowboys. Sadly, Dallas Cowboys. Um, and I believe this is uh, Gianni's team. Gianni, you had the... Uh, task of picking for the Dallas Cowboys. Who'd you get? Um, the pick is in. With the 24th pick of the 2022 NFL Draft, the Dallas Cowboys select offensive lineman Zion Johnson from Boston College. Okay. Offensive lineman. Um, they are rebuilding the offensive line. It's not the same as the they lost Mel Collins and Connor Williams in this offseason, so they definitely got some holes to fill. Yeah. Um, I'd say that's a pretty solid pick. Uh, is there Sari comp on uh, this pick, Sean? I can't think of anybody. It's hard to comp offensive linemen, but just think of he's very athletic. He's more athleticism than he is pure strength or pure technique. He's very athletic. He had a great combine. He has amazing movement skills. I honestly don't love him for the Cowboys fit. I like him more on a team who runs wide zone, like the like a team like the 49ers, the Jets, or the Titans. But I do think he can play anywhere, and he would still be a very good left guard for any team that drafts him. Fair enough. Um, now let's go with the 25th overall pick, Buffalo Bills on the clock. Um, I'm, ready. That pick, I'm ready. Well, EK is already ready with this pick. 
With the 25th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select cornerback Kair or Kair Elam out of Florida. Um, okay. Yeah. The, the best way to explain this is is the Buffalo Bills are really just one of those teams that don't really need anything. Like they're just they're. I mean, maybe some maybe an offensive lineman, a couple offensive linemen or something like that to protect uh, Josh Allen, but. Um, I mean, there's still some free agents out there, and you can also – I still think they can get some uh, offensive linemen later on in the draft. But, yeah, like I said, they don't really have too many needs. So why not just add um, a, quarterback, a cornerback who I think can go in and start day one um, next to the Javius White. Um, I mean, the Bills easily run the AFC East. I mean, they've run that division. So why not just add more to the defense? You don't really need much on offense, like I said, besides maybe a couple offensive linemen. So I went with the best uh, DB that I saw on the board still, which is K, which is Kair Elam out of Florida. All right, that's a solid pick. I thought you would go running back, but I don't think they're saying running back. That would um, yeah, you know, same. 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 I don't. Same. I, I don't think you can. I don't think you take a running back in the first round. Not in, not not no no. I agree. I wouldn't take a running back here, but I just have two words to say: Gator, great. That's it. That's all I'm gonna say. Hey, man, I couldn't put it any better. He, he really is. I'm surprised he – well, I guess with the DB you guys' name, I mean, it kind of makes sense. But I'm surprised he felt – for him to fall to number 25 to the Bills, that would be a steal. That, that is a good rank for him. would be a really good pick. Yes. I agree. All right. Uh, number 26 to the Tennessee Titans. They are officially on the clock. That is Tolu's pick. Uh, this is your fifth and final team, Tolu, that you're picking for. So, Why um, did you pick the two teams that I hate, the Steelers and the Titans? Why would you give me them? Why? wasn't my choice. It's just how the mouth order went. Oh, brother. All right, the pick is in. With the 26th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Tennessee Titans select Berhard Robin, offensive lineman, Central Michigan. Okay. Another offensive lineman for the Titans. Um, O-line, going well. A lot of O-line. Explain this to me, Tolu, because, you know, the Kingsley and Barry pick with the reach. I don't think this is as bad as that one, but I need you to explain this one to me. Uh, I mean, they they need an offensive lineman. He's only been playing left tackle for like two years, but he converted to tight end, but he's really athletic, and he can get to pass rushers. Um, let's now go to the 27th overall pick, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, man, I got to think about this pick now, because um, I wanted to shock everyone and go with a pick that I didn't think a lot of people expected, but not in the first round, not anymore, anyway. I would like uh, to make a trade. I would like to make a trade. Who is this? For who? No, I mean, what team is this? Wait, what? What team is this? Bengals. 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 31. Pick 31. All right, I'm listening. I will give you, and this is all I'm giving you, I will give you the thirty for one, the thirty-first pick, and I'll give you a second rounder. Who do you want? Who, who do you guys want that bad? Um, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, pick is in, pick is in. I cannot believe it. Okay. This. All right, 27th overall. Trades, Bengals, uh, CK's team. Uh, I'll go 31st overall. Pick is already in. All right. All right. All right. All right. 
Okay, so with the 27th pick, the Cincinnati Bengals. And I want I was going to go cornerback here, but the fact that this dude is just literally still on the board is insane. I mean, I'm taking the defensive end from out of Florida, Jermaine, Florida State, Jermaine Johnson. How is this dude still on the board? How the hell? Sean, can you explain how he's still on the board, bro? I can't. You know how he's still on the board? Because somebody took King Landing, boy. Like, what? Dude, literally the Cincinnati Bengals, if this were to happen. No, 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 no. So I don't want to hear it. But everyone picked good players. You picked King Landing, boy. Trey, you could have had Jermaine. I don't think you know. Bro, Sean, explain to him how Jermaine Johnson, how good this man is, bro. I don't think he understands how good Jermaine Johnson is, bro. Jermaine Johnson, he's, he's a bit of an older prospect. He's already 24. I don't think how good Kingsley Anagbari is. But we're bro, not going to get into that. We're just going to move on. Just, just going to move on. Nope, 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 nope. PC, I can't. Sorry. For the, for the listeners, Sean, I would love for you to explain for the listeners. So some, yeah. I'll start off with some of his concerns. He's a bit of an older prospect. He's already 24. He's not the super bendiest edge rusher, which is just how, how fast you can get around the offensive tackle, which is very important for being an edge rusher. However, in a straight line, he's very fast. He's super athletic. He's amazing against the run. Arguably the best run setter in the entire draft this season. Off the edge, obviously, not including like the Jordan Davises. But he's super athletic can stop the run, and he's just an all-around very good defensive end. Can play in the 3-4, 4-3, whatever you need for him in. He's going to be very good for you. I don't think he is the highest ceiling in the class, that like that of a Trayvon Walker or Kayvon Thibodeau, but he's just, you're, gonna, you're going to get a very good player. Higher than King yeah. Landon Barry. Stop. Trey, stop. Stop. Yes, on. You better stop hating. TK, I am very happy you did this. I did not want to give the Chiefs Jermaine Johnson. That would have hurt no, me, me so much. Me neither. And Sean, uh, I would pass you if he fell to them. But I'm can glad you tell I me who, who's the who's the uh, the edge rusher for the uh, Bengals? He's actually pretty good. The white dude, I can't Sam remember his name. Am I thinking of the same? Yes, yeah, Sam Hubbard. Yeah, or so Sam Hubbard. It's both of them, Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson. But yeah, Hubbard's I'm more not... of a rotational guy. You can even move him inside. So your star edge rushers would then be Trey Hendrickson and Jermaine Johnson, and exactly. that's a great duo. That's exactly. Thank you. That was my next point. That would be a great duo in the AFC North, bro. Absolutely, bro. And the fact that he's still on there, I mean, the Bengals are literally jumping up and down. You still have probably the best player left in the first round. I mean, the fact that he's still there. I mean, this is a dude that a lot of people have going in the team. So, I mean, to get him at 27. Oh, yeah, so why don't you pick him in the team? Well, because there was... Don't care. Well, I didn't need him for the Saints, and he didn't need to be on the Texans either. That's why I didn't pick him. And just one last thing. TK, as I mentioned, his best trade is probably his run defense. That's a great fit for what the Bengals need, being in a division with Nick Chubb, Absolutely. Lamar Jackson, and Najee Harris. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad you said that. They are in a, confident, a division with three pretty run-heavy teams, so that's Absolutely. the perfect fit. Oh, so then it wouldn't have made no sense for me to pick um, him over Kingsley. Move on. Hey, Bengals. Oh, brother. So, Johnson. This uh, 27th overall pick, training uh, with the Tim Bay Buccaneers. Thank All you, right. PC. No problem. 29th overall now. Go back to the Green Bay Packers. Or, excuse me, uh, 28th overall now. 28th overall now, excuse me. It's uh, Green Bay Packers. It's Trey who gets this pick. Um, hopefully, he didn't screw Green Bay too hard. The pick is in. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, with the 28th pick 
in the 2022 NFL Draft. The Green Bay Packers select Devin Lloyd, linebacker from Utah. Yay. Yay. This is- Let's all clap it up. Let's all clap it up, right? I mean, that's not bad. That's not bad. Hey, not man. bad at all. I think that's great. I think he's a top 15 player in the draft. The only thing I'm confused about is, why didn't you give this guy to your Patriots? That would have been a yeah, lot better. Yeah, because we don't need an inside linebacker. You kind of need an inside linebacker. Trey. Not Who right now. Not right now. Not right now. 50-year-old Dante Hightower? He's not coming Hightower is not even on the team. He's a That's agent. even worse. It's not even worse, Sean. Trust me, Sean. We're going to be fine. Trust me. That's what we brought in Jabril Peppers, and we still have other good box players. And we still have Bentley and Cameron McGrone, who should be making his debut this year. But anyways, let me explain the pick. I gave the Packers Devin Lloyd because, one, they just lost to Darius Smith. And mm-hmm. Devin Lloyd, he could play the outside. He could play the inside. He's going to be a real good – he's going to be a real good linebacker in this league. He's quick. He's athletic. He has agility. I mean, like I just said, he can rush inside or outside. And he's a downhill and physical player. And he also has good stuffing runs. He's good at stuff in the run. So he can literally do it all. Not so sure about his pass coverage. Uh, I haven't really heard much about it. But as far as his tackling and pure linebacker ability, this is a great pick. Okay, fair enough. Um, you know, I, I believe like I said this is the first linebacker taken up the board. Um, so now let's go to the Kansas City Chiefs, who actually go 29th overall. Now we're at 29th overall. Um, and that pick falls to Sean. Uh, so, Sean, who do the Chiefs get? We are ready. The pick is in. So, TK. So, TK, I was very happy that you gave me the opportunity to not have to give the Chiefs Jermaine Johnson. I did not want to do that. However, unfortunately, I do still have to give them a very good player that fell all the way to number 29. With the 29th pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select George Karloftis, edge rusher out of Purdue. He is, yeah. He's not your typical edge rusher. He's a little bit clunky, you could say, but he is good at athleticism, great size. He's been a starter for two, three years, I believe. He's still young, only 21. Uh, no injuries that are known of. He's an edge rusher, which is one of the most important positions in the draft. Chiefs need an edge rusher. He's great on film. He's very polished. He's just all around good. I don't see him ever becoming elite, but he's going to be a very good player for whatever team drafts him. I think Kansas City Chiefs with us in a Steve Spagnuolo defense is a great fit for him. If he falls all the way to 29, the Kansas City Chiefs will be very lucky to have him replacing Frank Clark, who has struggled the past couple of years. So you now have George Karloftis and Chris Jones as the top two guys in your D-line. Okay, fair enough. Eric Jones, George Karloffis, um, and you read, he gets a pretty solid prospect in George Karloffis. All right, we are going now to number 30 overall pick. Uh, is still the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, instead, this time now, is uh, Gianni who gets that pick. Um, so, who do you have in total? Um, my pick is in. Um, with the 30th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select Kyler Gordon from Cincinnati, cornerback. Okay. Uh, the Cincinnati cornerback, uh, uh, this was the guy that 
I lined up next to Sauce Gardner. Um, yeah. No. So. Wait. No, is he? Wait, is he? From he's Washington? from Washington. Yeah, he's from Washington. Oh, I said Cincinnati. He, he is from Washington. He's from Washington, bro. Yeah. Oh, Washington. he's from Washington. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's really good, though. He's yeah. Good. If the Chiefs walked out with George Karloftis and Kyler Gordon, I'd be, I'd be very sorry, TK, because that is a yeah. haul for them. I'd be so pissed, bro. Their three biggest needs are edge rusher, cornerback, wide receiver. They got two studs at two of those. They would just need a wide receiver. I'd be so pissed, bro. I can honestly say that I'd be pissed if they got them. They got yeah, them I, I love Kyler Gordon. I think he's one of the more underrated players in the draft. He reminds me of another guy out of Washington, Byron Murphy, who's in Arizona. Very solid. Great in the nickel. Can move outside sometimes. Can play man coverage. Can play zone coverage. Great technique. Good athleticism. He's a baller. Good ball skills. Yeah, and they need that, the Chiefs, because yeah, I think oh, their yeah. secondary is like, like they lost a lot, I think. It's Legereus yeah. Need, Juan Thornhill, Justin Reed, and that's it. Okay, uh, we're down to the second to last pick here in the draft. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who traded back with the Bengals uh, for the 31st overall pick. Um, so. I gotta think. I gotta think of this pick now. Um, actually, no, I don't. No, I don't. I think I know who I want to pick. The pick is it. With the thirty-first overall pick in the two thousand twenty-two NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select David Ojabo, edge rusher from Michigan. Um, I'm surprised that he kind of fell this far in the first round. Um, you know, and this is this is a pick that I think benefits Tampa Bay in the long run. Uh, with Nabakin Sue being lost in free agency, um, you know, you kind of need that defensive line stabilized a bit more. Um, I was gonna, you know, try and find them an offensive lineman, but all the good offensive linemen already got taken. Um, so I mean, this is this is still a solid pick. For Tampa Bay, Ojabo, um, you know, getting the job done in Michigan along next to Aiden Hutchinson. Um, and I think that this is a pick that is going to, like I said, benefit them in the long time. They aren't, you know, I, I, I don't know how well it'll work out for this season per se, but he'll have a great mentor in Jason Pierre-Paul. Um, okay, finally, we're at the final pick. And this pick doesn't belong the Super Bowl champion, LA Rams, because they don't like draft picks. Uh, this pick belongs to the Detroit Lions. It falls to you, Sean. Uh, you give one last hurrah to BDT. Who do you have the Lions picking? I actually have to think about this. I'm not exactly sure. You know, I was considering David Ajabo. I'm not shocked he fell here because he did tear his Achilles, but if he can get healthy, he's going to be a great player. But now that he's gone, I'm not sure. If I was being predictive, I'd probably make this a quarterback. But we're not being predictive. I'm the Detroit Lions GM, so I'm going to take who I want. And that is going to be... I'm ready. Call it up. With the 32nd and last pick in the 2020, 2022... First round of the NFL draft, the Detroit Lions select 
Nicobe Dean, linebacker. You've heard a lot about the Georgia defenders tonight. We talked about Trayvon Walker, Jordan Davis. This guy's right up there with the best of them. A super athletic linebacker, great in man coverage. Not the biggest guy. He's small for a linebacker, 5'10", 5'11". But if you ignore that, he's good against the run. He's good in pass coverage. And he'll be everything you need as a Sam, Mike, Will, whatever kind of linebacker you need. Uh, Detroit Lions have a big hole here. I'm not even sure who their linebackers are, which means they probably need one, and he'll probably be their best one from day one. He'll be Dean. That was uh, one of my earlier picks I wanted for the Eagles. Uh, I think he's a solid linebacker. I can, you know, he's kind of a plug-in sort of guy. Um, but that's is officially it for WHS Vision of the first round NFL draft this upcoming Thursday, uh, rounds one. On Thursday, rounds two and three on Friday, and three, or excuse me, four through seven on Saturday. Um, and I want to thank the Draft Network, uh, per usual, uh, for helping us out with the draft this year. Crazy mock. Crazy mock. Okay. Let's move on now on the podcast, because uh, there's still uh, plenty to cover. Like I said, jam-packed week this week. Um, we actually even have a new segment this new segment is for the one and only Toluwani Akinson um <laughs> you know what we clown Tolu a lot but honestly his rants about any team especially his Lakers it's what inspired this podcast being born in the first place so Tolu's rant is now its own segment so Tolu if you be so kind, what do you want to rant about this week? Oh, man. The Utah Jazz, bro. Like, bro, it's like every, like, playoffs, this team just fails expectations. They're so great in the regular season, but in the playoffs, they're a totally different team. Like, okay. The Mavericks don't have Luka Doncic. They don't have their best player. What the hell are you doing letting Jalen Brunson? Now, I like Jalen Brunson. I like him. He's going to get paid. He's a good player. But Jalen Brunson, how do you let Jalen Brunson drop 40 on you? 40. And then the very next game, you let him drop 30 again on your in your house, in your stadium, bro. Like... This Utah Jazz team is so annoying. You got Donovan Mitchell out here, basically their only offensive threat. Their perimeter defenders, besides Royce O'Neal, can't defend the perimeter at all. That's why you got Rudy Gobert going out in the perimeter defending guards. Why is Rudy Gobert defending guards, bro? Can somebody tell me that? And not only Rudy Gobert defending guards, how the hell? Who let this man win three Defensive Player of the Year awards? How is he the quote-unquote Defensive Player of the Year? And every playoffs, this team teams literally attack him every single time. Terrence Mann did it for the Clippers. Terrence Mann dunked on him many, many times. Terrence Mann attacked him. Jalen Brunson is attacking him. Spencer Dinwiddie is attacking him. These Guys, without Luka Doncic, is eating him alive every single time. And not only that, Rudy Gobert 
has no offensive game whatsoever. No, none. The only way this man scores is off lobs put and putbacks. That's the only. How much are the Jazz paying him? Aren't the Jazz paying him like 200-something million dollars? Isn't that what he, they're paying him? They're paying him 200-something million dollars to have the same offensive repertoire as JaVale McGee. What are you doing, Utah? What are you doing? Every single time, you guys fail expectations. And I'm not even going to go. Donovan Mitchell, what you doing, bro? Like, I remember when you first got drafted, <clears throat> when you were second in rookie of the year behind that fraud in Brooklyn, Ben Simmons. You had the, you had the fire. You wanted to be better than everybody. But now, I don't see it anymore. Where, where is that fire? Where's that same fire, Donovan Mitchell? You got Dwayne Wade as your owner. People compare you to him. You got D Wade watching you. You got the really good Utah Jazz owner, and I don't see the same off that same fire you used to have. Maybe because you have one foot out the door, or I don't know. But if the Utah Jazz lose this series, oh my goodness, it's going to be bad. Rudy Gobert is definitely going to get traded. <clears throat> Quinn Snyder is definitely going to get fired. Who knows what's going to happen to D Mitch? I don't think they're going to trade him, but. What else? What are they going to expect? I mean, who would want Rudy Gobert, bro? Besides, like, the dude, like, he, in the playoffs, everyone attacks him, and he has to be off the floor during the playoffs because when a team goes small, he gets attacked every single time. The Utah Jazz make me sick every single playoffs. They fail to live up to expectations. It happened every single time. When they were when they were playing in the '90s against Chicago, that was the closest time they had the championship, and they haven't been there since. They like Utah, like who? And they're not a free agency destination. Who the hell wants to go to Utah? Utah, we're full of Mormons. Who wants to go there? No one wants to go there. Like. <sighs> The Utah Jazz make me sick every single year. They fail expectations, and I'm sick of it. They need to just they need to just break it up, break it up, trade everybody, bro, because no one's scared of that team no more. No one. That's your total rant of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you, Tolu, for that. <laughs> um, amazing. All right, let's go now to our next segment. It's Gianni. Our G-man, he's got some baseball news for us. It's Stickball Central. G, oh. take it away. Okay, hello everyone. Welcome to another edition of Stickball Central. Um, today we're going to talk about three topics. Um, the first topic is going to be about what happened in Yankee Stadium. The second topic is going to be Angel Hernandez, how awful he is, and how he screwed the, the Phillies yesterday in the game. And how bad are the Reds? Um, because the Reds right now have the, the worst record in baseball. And that's pretty surprising. So um, what happened in the Yankee Stadium? Um, the game finished on, I think it was Saturday night. Um, they were throwing garbage and stuff. Garbage, um, plastic um, cans at, at the players. 
And the players, the Cleveland Guardian players, um, were, were like trying to, to, to basically jump into the stands, basically, to, 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 to like argue with them. For some reason, um, they kept doing it after um, because the players were about to leave the field and they kept doing it. Aaron Judge and Drug Carlos Stanton went to the fans um, and they decided you have to, to, to stop throwing garbage. And like he, they, they actually warned them. And the one thing that I don't, I don't understand is the security um, didn't really do much for that. So, in my opinion, it was a disaster. Um, fans should be better. Um, th- this this is becoming a theme um, early on in the baseball season. There's some fans that are, are like going overboard, doing stuff they're not supposed to, and and it kind of is a bad look. Um, I think security has to be better and stuff like that. And honestly, that that that's like the worst um part of it. Honestly, I think they need to to f- figure out something. And and plus, even if your team wins, you shouldn't be able to to do that. Honestly. And for the next topic, um, I'm gonna talk about the Angel Hernandez. Um, he's been a controversial um. He's been very controversial the last couple of years. Basically, maybe his entire um, career behind the plate. Um, he made he called a strike um, call that cost the Phillies. That I think it was a ball four, if I'm mistaken. PC can can jump in. Oh, I would love to talk about Angel Hernandez. This dude. Let me tell you something. This dude missed night. Teen calls Sunday night on national television for the whole world to see. And you miss 19 motherfucking calls. And you are an umpire. It's umpires like Angel Hernandez that make people want to get robot umpires. Angel Hernandez literally screwed. He screwed. The Philadelphia Phillies this past Sunday night. Kyle Schwarber was a man possessed after he struck out, quote-unquote, struck out in his final at-bat. Because we all know he didn't actually strike out. The ball was actually way outside the zone. That wasn't the first time that happened. There was complaining on both sides from the Phillies and the Brewers. Why do you think the game was only one nothing? The game was won on a sacrifice fly. That's what you want for ratings, ESPN? A, sac- a game to be won on a sacrifice fly? For a team to win one nothing. Angel Hernandez, regardless of your race, ethnicity, you just suck at your job, dude. You should not be in the major leagues calling games as a home-based umpire. It's just disrespectful to the entire league. It's disrespectful to the Phillies. It's disrespectful to the Bruins. And Kyle Schwarber, he went off. He was pissed. And I understand him. Even the Brewers. I saw Brewers fans saying, yeah, 
He should be pissed off. I'm glad somebody finally lost their top. Angel Hernandez, you suck. I agree, PC, and they should fire him, honestly. I don't know why he, he keeps doing this to teams. It, it, it's just costing teams games and stuff like that. It costs you guys a game, basically. It, it also costs some runs for the Brewers as well. But this has to stop. They have to, to fire him, honestly. This this is a bad look for baseball. If they want to, to improve ratings and, and stuff like that, they got to get rid of these type of um, umpires. And honestly, I think they should start um, looking into it right now. They shouldn't wait until after the season when they, you know, like they look over the umpire sections and they decide who um, stays and, and who goes. Angel Hernandez is a long overdue, in my opinion. 1,000% agree. That's all I'll say before I say something I'm going to regret. All right. Um, so the last topic of the day. I, I've been looking at the standings of, like, the worst teams in baseball. And the most surprising team, honestly, that is the worst team in baseball is the Cincinnati Reds. When you come into the season, you, you will think Baltimore, Kansas City, Pittsburgh. And the Cincinnati Reds are the, the worst team in baseball. They're 3-13. and 13. They are so awful right now. You, you wouldn't think that they look awful. Like, entering the season, they were projected to win 83 games, um, basically. And they're 3-13. and 13. They're, they're most likely going to lose 100 games. No one entering the season thought that they were even going to lose more than 80 games um, entering the season. They have talent at pitching. They have Luis, Luis Castillo. That is really, really good pitcher, honestly. He's going to probably get traded at this point because they're just a mess top to bottom right now. They're not improving anything right now. I just, I'm just i just surprised because enter the season, you will say Diamondbacks, Pirates, Baltimore. You, you will say those top will be the bottom three teams. But for Cincinnati Reds to be 3-13, and 13, if they don't change it, they have to clean house. And... And teams that are going to expect to get pitchers um, in the deadline are going to try to take all their pitchers away, basically, because they have really good pitching. And it's shocking that they're 3-13. and 13, And who knows where they go from here. And the surprise team so far um, in the season is the Colorado Rockies. Their offense is amazing. Their pitching, Seth, is amazing so far early on pretty surprising team to to look at if you're a baseball like a casual baseball fan and doesn't really have like a team you you should look at them right now you know early in the season and see how they um if they keep this up if not they're they're still a young team but they're they're a team that that might be on the rise and might be a team to watch for um um throughout the season so it is a good watch, the Colorado Rockies, and a big disappointment and a surprise that the Reds are the worst record in baseball um, early on. But the Rockies are pretty good surprise team so far early on. Um, that's all I have for today for Stickball Central. Um, thank you for listening. All right. Thank you very much, Johnny.
Thank you for letting me vent on Angel Fernandez. Uh, but now, boys, it's time to get to my favorite part of the podcast and your favorite part of the podcast. It's time for the crew member hot takes. And we are going to start with the RWHS fan hot take of the week. If you want to send in your hot take for the show, make sure you check out all of our socials. Uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and did I say YouTube? I said YouTube. And <laughs> make sure uh, to leave a hot take. We'll look through all the submissions, and we'll choose the best one for the show. So, as Hermie would say, I'll play the fan hot take of the week. Yo, what's going on? My name is Aaron. Uh, I'm in Gwinnett County, Georgia. I'm a Hawks fan. I'm a, I'm a Falcons and Lions fan. My college team is Michigan, football and basketball. Uh, I'm a South Carolina fan when it comes to women's basketball. Uh, they're a good team, and they've been solid. But uh, yeah, I'm calling in. This is the WHS podcast, and this is the fan hot take of the week. Uh, basically, my hot take is that I think Steven Adams needs to go. He needs to be fired um, when this is all said and done. That's just my short little hot take of the week. Uh, hope y'all appreciate it. Now, 1,000 people. 1,000 Yeah, 100%. That just got swept. <laughs> uh, time of this recording. Celtics Celtics swept the Brooklyn Nets. I'll be damned. I mean, I got, Kevin I got Durant, another. Kevin Durant missed the free throw that would have cut it down to two. <laughs> I'm the only person on this podcast who said they was not going to win a game. Yes, sir. Well, I mean, you're the only Celtics fan, so of course you're going to say that. You're a Celtics fan, of course you're going to say that. Duh. Amen, amen. But let's not go to the crew member hot takes. Uh, let's start actually with Gianni. What's your hot take of the week? My hot take of the week is I think the Dallas Mavericks are going to go to the Western Conference Finals. Who do they play who? next round? Against who do they play next the Suns round? or the Pelicans? Okay, Wait. I can see it then. If they were going to play the Warriors next round, I'd say no. But if they're playing Phoenix or New Orleans, then I can definitely see it. Yeah, I can see that too. That's a that's a good hot take. They're playing. They're they're blowing out um, Utah Again, right now. Have the Utah Jazz failing. Luka Doncic, I bet on you tonight. I need three more rebounds and assists. Don't let me down. Who? Luka Doncic. Ass. Okay. All right. Uh, Tolu. Let's actually go to Nudiax. Uh, what's your hot take of the week? Ew, ew, PC. I gotta show you this tweet. I gotta show you this tweet. Uh, I saw in the group chat. Uh, the the Philadelphia Eagles, I mean Eagles, Philadelphia 76ers uh, tweeted, where is James Harden with this army-ass outfit? And then James Harden proceeds to... <laughs> and then James Harden proceeds to fold hastily. Let me put, let me put up James Harden's stats for tonight. Everybody. I mean, Let's he put up James Harden's stats. Let's see what James Harden, 15 points, 36% from field goal range, 2 for 6 from three-point range, with five turnovers. Hey, Tolu, did the Raptors win? Did the Raptors yes, win? they did. The Raptors yes, won. And now it's 3-2. Yes, <laughs> 
You see, TC, PC, I try to warn you, PC. I try to warn you, PC. What can go wrong will go wrong. James Harden will fold in the playoffs. He has been folding this series. Tyrese Maxey has been carrying him. Joel Embiid has been carrying him. Wait, let me give you another stat. OG Ananobi has more points this series than James Harden. Hey, hey, totally. Remember this man, PC? You remember he said all Doc Rivers had to do was sit back and let James Harden guys, guys, guys. This is this is this probably. Let me get to my hot. Let me get to my hot. This probably isn't gonna happen, but Twitter will break. This happens. Katie and Kyrie got sweat. Now the Toronto Raptors have cut it to three two. If the Philadelphia Eagles blow a three two three zero lead with James Harden holding the bed, I swear to God, Twitter is going to explode. I'm going to explode on this podcast, yep. and I'm so going to I. let PC because have you it. All tried to let you know, James Harden is a You better hope. You better no. hope. First of all, no, no, they there will be no exploding. House, there will be no exploding. Don't let you. PC, I told you, Doc Rivers is a, has an ad for blowing leads. And if you guys blow a 3 0 lead, PC, what are you? You can't even show your face in your hey, pockets. Totally, you can't bro. even show totally, your face bro. in any. Totally, bro. Real quick. <laughs> you know, PC had said, he said, all Doc Rivers needs to do is sit back. Let Joel Embiid and James Harden be them. Well, that has got y'all a three to two lead now. You guys should have been swept these bums. <laughs> they came to y'all's house. Y'all's house. <laughs> How do you come on? PC, I told you. I told you it was gonna happen. And look what happened. <laughs> I don't lose. <laughs> ah, let's move on. <laughs> Wow. Are y'all two wow. done? Stole a W <laughs> in Philly. Y'all's house. Y'all's it's 3-2, Roderick. Y'all heading back to Toronto when Drake is going to havoc at Joel Embiid. What if the Toronto Raptors win that game, Roderick? Oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Oh, man. This is, hey, hey, Tolu, bro. This happened huh? all after Joel Embiid trash-talked Drake. Now, yes. what is the Drake curse? He said, I'm reverse? coming for what the sweep. I'm coming this for the sweep. This is going to be great. PC, PC, where's James Harden? Is he in Cancun? Dog, <laughs> 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 they're killing this man. <laughs> when James Harden, 15 <laughs> points, 36%. <laughs> Hey, hey, Tolu, bro. Jesus hey, Tolu, Christ. what did David Rose say? Tour dates. Tour dates. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, where little baby at? I guess that's where oh James Harden is right now. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. I, I, I was going to say that James Harden and the entire team played horrible tonight, which is why we lost. The whole team shot horrible. We shot... 31% tonight from the field. So it wasn't just James Harden, but James Harden played horrible. And we've been shooting back the last two games. And that first that first game that we lost, game four, that, that was because Scott Foster was officiating. So, I mean, 
I, oh yeah, yeah. Blame it on the refs. Blame it on the refs. <laughs> oh man, I let y'all go. No, 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 no. I let y'all go. I let y'all go. I let y'all have your lick. Let me finish. I still think that we will close this series out in six, and I think that the role players will step up. The bench will step up. We'll get out of this scoring slump because we have to get out of this scoring slump. You know, so I, I'm still confident. I still think the Sixers pull it out in the end. All of your slender be damned. Okay, James Harden. Let me just say something about James Harden right now. We did not need this man to be Houston James Harden in order to be effective. We didn't need him to drop 30 and 40. But at the very least, he needed to be the true point guard that we needed him to be. And tonight, he was not that. He was not in that Ben Simmons role. He was not the guy that could give you a bucket, but also play make and give others buckets. That didn't happen at all tonight. And that's the reason that we lost. So, uh, you know, y'all can, y'all can troll, get your trolls off. But that is, that is what I think. Um, matter of fact, uh, let's now go. Let's uh, go to, to Trey next for hot takes. After that's lovely, lovely criticism of my team. Oh, man. I got to recover real quick. My abs hurt from all that laughing. Oh, recover, bro. Give your hot take. Give your hot take. Chop, chop. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to get the hot take off. So. Chop. Let's go then. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. That was probably the greatest troll job me and Tolu have ever pulled off. It was magnificent. Kudos, Tolu. <laughs> my hot take for this week uh, is... Grown ass men. Yeah. My hot take for this um, week is... Shameless ass cheeks. That's what you are, Trey. <laughs> are you done? Are you done? <laughs> now, let's Bum, get into this. Trey, right? ass cheeks. Let's, let's get into this now. This year, John, John, troll. Sean is an L. High five, Sean. High five, Sean. Sean is a bum. Okay, right. Sean is a bum, so it doesn't matter. All right, sorry, sorry, Trey. Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, let's be real for a second here. Ben Simmons is never going to play in the NBA again. That is my hot take. He's finished. He's finished. Tolu no. made some compelling points earlier about how do you get a back injury when you haven't done anything but sit that ass on the bench. It really doesn't make no sense. Did he sit up too straight? Who knows? Bad posture? Who knows? He's done for, though. And even if he gets a chance next year, he's not going to last after that. He's done in the NBA. Ben Simmons will go down as one of the biggest busts in NBA history. Mark yeah, that okay. in the record books, baby. Yeah, you heard no, it here no. first. I think that's... Heard it here first. Bust, bum, dunzo. Send him to China. Bags is packed. That's too far-fetched. No, 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 no. no. It's a hot take for a reason. That is scorching, and it's also the truth. He's dunzo. No. Finish. No. Finish. No. 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 Bum. Absolutely not. DK. It's over with. Done. I'll go to your hot take. So yeah, so since um people have clearly gone uh I won't use the word, but our word on the show, R E T, and you guys can spell out the rest. I'm going to make my hot take about Ben Simmons and basketball. So my hot take is going to be that Ben Simmons will one hundred percent be in the NBA next year. I don't even know why that even came to your mind. He's a hundred percent going to be in the NBA next year. 
100% going to be a nuts. And he will 100% be healthy. And let me tell you something. Ben Simmons next year will not only be in the running for defensive player of the year, going back to doing what he does best, but he will also 100%, a lot of 100% I'm throwing out here, win comeback player of the year award next year. So now here's my hot take. Next year, Ben Simmons will win comeback player of the year award. There is as well of the year. Is there really not anymore? Oh, wow. Did they take that away? Wait, did they really not have comeback player of the year? I think you mean most improved, probably. Well, most, most, most improved. improved. There you go. Most improved, comeback player, whatever you want to call it. Okay, TK, though. TK, though. I bet you a dollar. He won't. Oh, you just said he's not even. Trey, what is it even betting a dollar? Do you only have two dollars <laughs> to your name? No, I have more to my name. I bet you a dollar. Okay, I but bet his, TC but a dollar. Right, so, I'm going to okay, bet TK a okay, dollar. All right, so I, I'll bet that dollar. I'll bet that dollar. Because he's definitely going to be in the NBA next year. But so, yeah, so here's my hot take. Not, next year. Not, not for that. I'm talking about for him to win, you know, most improved player. He's not winning that. I bet you a dollar. He doesn't. I'm trying to think who can realistically win next year. Yeah, if he balls out, yeah, okay, we can make that bet. Yeah, 100%. Because I expect him to ball out next year. Well, so, <laughs> yeah. I'm shaking. Sure. All right, so next, so my, my, to close it out, my hot take is this next year, Ben Simmons will 100% win Comeback Player of the Year as well as be top three in Defensive Player of the Year. The Nets, the, Nets, the Nets will be a top three team in the East. And I'm sorry, PC, but you are going to – you next year I think you're going to realize how good Ben Simmons really is. I, I waited four years to see how good he was, TK. He's not that good. Um, also, Comeback Player of the Year still is an award. He's most improved player of the year. There you go. Most improved player. Speaking of most improved player, how did Ja win that? That should have went to Jordan Poole or DeJounte Murray, but that's not my business. Nope, it's not our business. Let's go now to the last hot take. Let's go now to Sean uh, for your hot take of the week. I think it's only right. With it being draft week, we have to end off with a draft take. And mine, we've heard so much about the quarterbacks in this draft class. They suck. They're not good. This is so much worse than every other class. And I don't necessarily disagree, but it's still quarterbacks. And what do quarterbacks do? They get drafted, and then they get drafted high. And with that, I think my hot take is going to be we will see three quarterbacks go in the first round. And a little bonus, I don't think any of them will be Kenny Pickett. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers will trade up into the top ten. I'm not sure exactly where, and they will get Malik Willis. At the end of the first round, we'll have a team trade back into the first round also, I'll go with Seattle. Seattle will go back into the first round and draft Matt Corral. And then with the very last pick in the first round, I think the Detroit Lions will select Desmond Ritter. And that'll be three. And none will be Kenny Pickett. So that is my hot take. That the quarterbacks, they might get a little bit weird. Um, well, actually, um, my hot take, Sean, because it's uh, from a pick that I didn't get to pick in our mock draft earlier. Um. And it's about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Tom Brady, he is 45 years old. You can't hold on to him forever. And for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if there's one team I think that could get away with taking a quarterback in the first round this year, have him shadow behind Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, is Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So for my hot take, 
is that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will select with the 28th overall pick, Malik Willis. I think Malik Willis, he falls all the way down to 28, and Tampa rushes to the podium. Oh, how many burnt takes are you going to do, man? Like, okay, that's one <laughs> burnt take I understand. Now it's like two burnt takes. First of all, they just drafted a quarterback last year in the second round. They did. to be the backup after Tom Brady. So you mean it? So you mean to fucking tell me that they're going to take another quarterback in the first round two years in a row? No, no, no. PC, no, 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 no. They are not the Cardinals, PC. TK, can you name that quarterback? That they took uh, last year in the round. I, I, I can't remember. He was like a Heisman. Isn't it trash? I can name Isn't it trash? No, don't. Yes. Yeah, 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 he's from Florida. He's from Florida. Trash. You were just struggling to name the quarterback that they took last year. Kyle Trask is not a franchise quarterback, okay? He's not going to be the guy for the future for Tampa Bay. At least with Malik Willis, he has that potential to be a franchise quarterback. Kyle Trask ain't that guy. He, he isn't that guy. Malik, like I said, you can at least have a mentor under Tom Brady for a year. And just having a year of Tom Brady uh, you know, being your mentor, that should do wonders for a young quarterback like Malik Willis, who is a you know good prospect and honestly is, is raw in a couple of areas. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sean. Um, but Willis... He has the potential. We all know how good he was at Liberty, okay? And he'll have a great organization to go to. This same team has won a Super Bowl in the last three years, okay? He's not going to some scrub team. He's going to be around Super Bowl, you know, caliber, you know, players, Super Bowl caliber coaches. I see a lot in Lake Willis' future. That's why my hot take is that he goes to the Bucks. Yeah, I don't think my problem with this is that the Buccaneers would pass on him. I think this would be a great fit for Malik Willis. He'd be able to learn from Tom Brady, teach him everything that he... Malik Willis has everything that you can't teach. Athleticism, arm strength. But the stuff that you can teach, you need some work in. And who better than Tom Brady? But if you're in win-now mode, why would you waste your first-round pick on a quarterback who probably won't even play this year or next year? Because I do y'all see Tom? Do y'all see any signs of Tom Brady slowing down? Let's I think there's a good chance this is Brady's last year. Yeah. Drafting Malik Willis would extend your window. But I would say my problem with this is I would be incredibly shocked if Malik Willis fell to the 28th pick or the 27th pick. Yeah, me too. Me too. Malik Willis is is that that dude. Uh, if he goes anywhere past Pittsburgh, I, I would be surprised. There yes, be teams if, called. if he fell not. past twenty, I listen, would be insanely shocked. Listen, this is specifically for Malik Willis. I don't see the Bucks taking any other quarterback. You know, if if, if you know they do decide to take quarterback, I don't see him taking any other quarterback except Malik Willis, which is why this is the hot take the week. Um, you know, because I think he's the best quarterback in the draft. Um, you know, but I mean, outside of like, what 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 other positions do the Buccaneers really need to fill? If we're being honest, well, they could use a safety, probably a yeah. defensive back. Definitely could use a linebacker because their linebackers are getting really fucking old. Um, not, they can use a running back. It's basically not, any anything on defense. They could they could use an upgrade. Pretty much, because their dudes are kind of old, and they're getting up there in age. Something that I think is alarming, at least in my opinion, it's not something that is alarming. 
which is why I think they can take that risk of getting a Malik Willis in the first round. Now, as, like a I, Bucks fan, as a Bucks fan, if they get, if, as a as Bucks a fan, what? I feel like if you, as a Bucks fan, I feel like if you can land Malik Willis, you should be very happy, bro. Like yeah. you should not complain about that at all. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is show for the week, episode seventy in the books. Uh, I want to thank everyone coming out this week. It was only me, myself, and the boys this week. Um, follow our Twitter at WHS underscore podcast, our Instagram at WHS underscore podcast, our YouTube, youtube.com slash we hate sports, and our TikTok at we hate sports. I believe I'm going to switch up this week. I'm going to post our full mock draft. I'm just going to post the recording for that. Um, and next week, we do have uh, something in store for off the top rope uh, that we unfortunately just couldn't get to this week. Uh, be cramming a lot of, uh, you know, content into one week into one episode and you know i think we prefer quality over quantity here at whs at least i like to think so so um call up one check up on tell them that you love them um this upcoming week well really this upcoming month is about to be insane for for myself um finals coming up graduation coming up birthday coming up um and a whole lot of other stuff coming up for, for your boy. But, um, you know, we'll through it all. And I try to um, get, through, get through this crazy thing we call life. Um, yes. I know that's hard for a lot of people to do. It's, you know, corny as it sounds. Um, but just know, just know, if you're fighting, if you're struggling, you always have someone by your side. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. But that's it for me this week. Um, now I'll go fight for my life in these group chats because I know they're probably. <laughs> Man, damn right. In the military. All the trolls. Now, this why I'm. Hey, hey, to the person who slashed Hermes' tires, please do it again. Please. Oh my God, bro. You're in love, bro. Give it up. Give it up.